0: We can have a group intro if we want. All right. Well, this is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Moerder back together for the first time Hey-o. in a while. And we got uh, fellow podcasters, Kevin Barnett and DJ Jeremy Roucher joining us in the studio today.
1: Fellow podcasters for the moment.
2: For the moment, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was the... expecting to walk into like a steel cage match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so to what, the the end of the year? What's Do you guys have like a retirement date? Well, let's first... I said
2: via email to Kevin a while ago, like, hey, I will go through the Olympics in the end of next year, okay. but then I'm going to be out. Yeah. And then I think, like, two podcasts later, I walk into the house, and Kevin's like, oh, let's just end it now. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, basically. So that t- my timetable all of a sudden switched, because Kevin's ready to leave
1: currently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so by now, like, you guys aren't actually done recording episodes, are you? Or-
1: no, we'll have a couple more. Okay. We're not on any sort of schedule right now. We used to be most Mondays, which, which amounted to 40 shows a year yeah. for 10 years. So wow. now we've done two or three in the last like six months or something. Because okay. we got so busy, and he's yeah. gotten a lot busier with stuff. I've gotten a lot busier with stuff. just felt like it was time. And and being before an Olympic year is not great, and maybe we'll do... I was thinking about doing some special episodes here or there, yeah. leading to the Olympics with the coaches or with players or something. But as far as a regular every week podcast or some number of times a month, uh, that's it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that had to be a lot because, I mean, you spend like an AVP weekend. You're talking about the AVP from like, what, eight in the morning to like seven at night. Correct. (laughs) Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you got to do a podcast. For some of us. For world some of world us, world. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But
2: the talking. I was in the DJ booth a lot in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to set the modern day record. I know. You I was just thwarted. throw that out there.
1: Yeah, there's eight matches per day on stadium court, okay. so the goal has been to call just three. That's been the goal. is If I can set the modern day record, because we had we had greater participation from the players this year, yeah. which was fantastic from a standpoint of the viewers and those watching those and exposure for the players has been really good, but. It takes the burden off us too. So right. we do four mm-hmm. or five in a day, depending upon the day.
2: I was yeah. waiting for a match when Cameron, Dane, and Kevin were all in the DJ booth. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, I guess Amazon's just rolling on its own now. <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah. It's right. like Nicolette Martin, Stafford, and totally. Kyle Friend taking over, right. over yeah. upstairs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> was it, I mean, I feel like people don't understand how hard it is to do that many matches in a day. I do. And the, yeah, <laughs> try, I try to. Like, some fans would be like, can you believe that Barnett's... Had Twenty one sixteen to twenty one seventeen. Like how do you get that fact wrong? I'm like this dude is talking about like a hundred matches. And I swear people only hear the
2: the, bad, wrong, the oh, one yeah. wrong
0: thing right. you said. Yeah. It's for like 10 a rap 10 hours. makes one it's bad call, call and they're like that rap is terrible.
3: Dude, I feel bad for the people who had to listen to me that that one year because I was just like sitting up there by myself, <laughs> just doing it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand no how experience. you could, I don't understand like, how you could do it by yourself. There was no like, you know, there's an art to it, you know. There's little tricks you learn, yeah. and I kind of learned it along the way. But, oh, my God, at the beginning, I was just, like, just rambling. Yeah,
2: what do you keep talking about? High line. The
3: thing is, I, I, <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I, f- I felt like I was, like, Langle. I'm just going to talk. And yeah. I'm not supposed to be good at this, so I'm just going to be wink, you. But for sure, there's so many things I said. People are like, <laughs> this guy's definitely a player. <laughs> <laughs> what was the
2: difference this year for you on Amazon than last year, now that you're a beach guy?
1: Okay, we covered center court only, stadium court only, which was nice. And we had those two extra cameras so people could check out and go watch that if they wanted. Yeah, which was awesome to have. Yeah. yeah. Where last year it was one channel. It was like a red zone. Okay, something's happening out on court one. Okay, we got to get back to court, mm-hmm. stadium court. Then we got to go to court two. So what happened was we would cover all the way through because you'd cover a stadium court match. Then you go out to court two because something hadn't wrapped up there. And you watch court two and you come right back to another stadium court match. There was no breaks at all. Yeah. And so you, you basically, where were we? In New York. I went to the bathroom once on Saturday. Oh. And as soon as I got there, oh, I got the a, Yeah. It's nice. Soon, <laughs> as soon as I got there, I got a text. Where are you? i like, will <laughs> teach you to take your
2: phone into the porta potty. Yeah, exactly.
1: So this year was much better because we had one channel. So there were natural breaks in that channel where people could take a break and then come back or right. go and watch court one or court two and then come back. I think what they found out in the first year was that people would turn it on during the day and let it roll. Because the average engagement last year was 80 minutes, which wow. in today's world is insane. That's a long right. time. Yeah, because people just turn it turn it on and let it go. Yeah. And they're in and out of their house or they're in and out of whatever they're doing. And they just have it on and can check in. And that's the beauty of it is you could follow the tournament for the first time ever, ever. So all the complaining from people on the internet trying to re- put bad reviews on Amazon the first year <laughs> yeah. and all this other stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Because you've never, ever ever in the history of beach volleyball had this yeah. right. you've never had access to every single match mm-hmm. oh, oh we don't have court three shut up <laughs> knock it off
2: Kevin <laughs> likes to go on uh, the message boards and see who's trolling him
0: well, it's just <laughs> so, well that's how like everyone
1: people is, do send me that stuff <laughs> of course they do
0: yeah and just like people like Instagram or Facebook or, there's so many ways to reach out and like get trolled now. it's just like you guys have like so like you said something we've never had before and all we're, we're just nitpicking what we don't have
1: I can't leave two bad reviews. They already barred me. I'm like, oh my I God. Well, do you not want it to come back? Yeah. Do you, is your goal to get it to go away? Like if people aren't yeah, hitting really. on it, you're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. No. That's true. And people say, if you don't have people that like you and dislike you, then you're just vanilla. You're just driving yeah. it down the middle and why bother, you know? Yeah. Um, so... I, I, and I do try to entertain myself over nine hours. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, have to have to. And you and Cam seem like you do a, a great job with that. It looks like you guys have a lot of fun we do. doing what you do. We do.
1: And Dane was terrific this year. Yeah. Having yeah. Dane come in and be a part of the team was a huge upgrade. Yeah. So that made it a lot more fun to be at work and uh, second year with Cam, and she'll be back for next year. And I, I assume Dane will be. Of course, he's now head coach at right. USC. Mm-hmm. But I assume he'll be back having talked to him. So I hope it's the same team because this was a really fun year.
0: Yeah, and you guys like you did a lot of innovative fun stuff too with the hammer ward which seemed like it was a huge hit. Yeah, <laughs> no surprise no intended. <laughs> yeah. How did you not throw your back out? He friend? did. We'll I asked him about his groin <laughs> his shoulder. Yeah. That and was a terrible <laughs> idea. Trust for to,
2: your trying body. Trying to take out me. Jake and Taylor during a match.
1: Yeah, left shoulder still hurts. Like I think I tore my labrum for real. <laughs> I could have Uh, told you that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. duh. Giant sixteen pound (laughs) hammer. Let me just swing this thing as hard as I can, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Why try to do superhero stuff? Just one hand. Excellent point. I should have (laughs) try back in April. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was fun because it took on a life of its own. Yeah. And and a a sponsor bought it, so it brought money into the tour and it paid for itself and it's kind of become its own little segment. So that was something cool because all I did with that was back in February I emailed. Or texted AVP and I said, hey, can I make up my own award and hand it out every week? All I got back was, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> didn't ask what the award was. Well, what you're yeah. be doing. <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever you want to do, bro. So yeah.
1: I showed up in Huntington with that box. And I was like, all right. That was a great box. Here, open it. They're like, what? What? It- open it <laughs> and there was the hammer and so great. everybody kind of got behind it and it was only really designed to be swung in Austin I was hoping to hit a ball out like a full-size ball yeah. out of the softball fields uh, <laughs> uh, that didn't work I hit a couple good ones, but not even close. (laughs) But it ended up being something we did after we hit balls in Austin. That was when people decided they wanted to
0: see it on court. Yeah, they they hopped on board. And now
2: everybody who comes into the general mission stands has to sign a waiver because if Kevin catches one and it's a line drive (laughs) at your face, (laughs) it's going to knock you out. Legitimately, it's going to knock you out. (laughs) That's
1: great. We had a guy who came to Chicago, and he came with a hammer, like an inflatable hammer, and little balls to throw at me. Because apparently in New York, I lit him up yeah. with, a, with a mini ball. Yeah. And so I get out on court on Friday, and the very first swing I take, it scuds and goes right at him. I didn't even know who he was. goes right at the dude. He swings with his little inflatable hammer, and it blows the inflatable hammer up. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's not only been hit in the face, he's had his little hammer blown yeah. up. <laughs> $5 inflatable hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's over there on Saturday. I found out about this later, and so I went over there with the real hammer. He's so stoked to like, just take a picture with it and hang yeah. out. And so yeah, it did kind of get a life of its own. Chicago was a city that was really ready. When we came out to hit, they were yeah. like, Guy by the courtside box."
2: And got drilled by Kevin, <laughs> and stuff he brought with him is now broken. He's never coming back. Coming back. Thanks,
1: Kevin. Couldn't
3: have been more dream come true. Yeah, uh, Yeah.
0: greatest day Chicago, of my life. Chicago fans are hardcore. Like they love their. That's a great out there. Yeah. Best yeah. people in the world. I mean. I'm
2: sure for you, trying yeah. like what I've noticed over the years, like Chicago fans always show up. I yeah. The AVP when Don took back over, there were a couple years we hadn't gone back yet, and then our first year, you know, first time for Donald and Steph, and they're like, "Oh, how's it going to be?" I'm like, just. Just yeah. wait, and that yeah. year the weather wasn't great. So Friday and Saturday, they were both looking at me like, Hey, what's uh, I'm like, Don't worry, wait till Sunday. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm in full panic, right. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, and sure <laughs> enough, Sunday the crowd shows up that year, the weather wasn't great, but they were awesome. Yeah. Chicago's always, yeah, always great. Yeah, They're we
3: great. had a the last final I made there in 2016, I think. Um, it was like the stadium was smaller, as Josh or whoever was building it. it was like going with that, like bamboo, was it the bamboo? Yeah, bamboo. Yeah. yeah, 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 it was yeah. a little smaller, but um they had like a lot of open space and everyone there was so much standing room yeah. I, I didn't even realize it cuz i could really only see i was only paying attention to the front row and i saw an aerial view after and people were like 20 people deep all the way out they
2: opened up like there was in front of the dj booth there was, was space like a between room the dj booth
3: yeah. and like the players boxes oh, right. Mm-hmm. and they opened that up and
2: that was standing yeah. room only packed the entire way and then yeah. outside the courts or outside the stadium as well too that's Same a cool thing, thing. Sure.
3: that's a cool thing about the uh like the spread-out uh, venues that they've been building. Like, part of me doesn't like it because I, I like the crowd to be on top of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, like, when I go to Brazil, if you look at, like, their domestic tour, or at least a few events I've seen, they'll build it super close to where uh, there's no space. Like, no one's sitting on the sand. Yeah. The, and, the, and the fans are, like, right there, and it's super loud. It feels very intimate. But then I also like the standing room and... And the, the boxes, mm-hmm. you know, that makes it feel like, first of all, it creates value for the tour, but it also makes it feel like, uh, I don't know, everything's more spread out, so it's bigger, and I think you can fit more people in. Well, some and, of it's camera angles, too, so they can't put it all on top of each other because yeah. you'll be there, hitting there's some a lot camera angles, of angles but goes into it than mm-hmm. we know about yeah. for sure like god why do they keep putting all this space here Where's this crap you know there's all this stuff we have to Yeah. you know fire marshal and that sort of thing fire marshal whatever right. yeah there's a lot the probably a little different but it was like know? that
2: the Olympics the way they built in Rio the way they built that stadium almost uh-huh. felt like it went straight up right. and it felt like all 12,000 people were on yeah. the court which was a cool feeling yeah, that yeah. Is it was
1: cool. crazy that 12,000 people fit inside an erector set I was concerned when I <laughs> first day end, I walked scary. up and pieces uh, were
2: laying on the sand underneath oh the God. bleachers. I'm like, isn't that supposed to be attached <laughs> 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 hmm. to oh, something? We'll just wrap it and no one will ever know. <laughs> yeah,
3: you just exactly. <laughs> no big put, deal. Some, put some wrapping on mm-hmm. it, some colors. and It's like when you finish <laughs> yeah. something from
0: Ikea and you're like, why do I have four extra? Exactly. Something's not right here. You're concerned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Now imagine someone has to sit, like six yeah. people sit yeah. on your cadenza. Yeah. You just built. Hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. Chicago this year, they added screens. During the event, and unplanned, they put a screen on the side of the big bleachers because people were stuck outside waiting to get in. So at least then they could watch the feed That's awesome. while they were outside. Yeah. I, mean, I think next year in a place like Chicago, because we were limited by space, some of these other places, it should end up like Wimbledon, where you have the screen and the, and the big grass right. hill. You're going to have to do that in a lot of these places. I think in Hermosa this year, it was that Hermosa way. They that. Hermosa, they had that. It was, yeah. it was, it and it was really great. It's been like that every year in Hermosa. Out yeah. 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 Every year in Hermosa. But you're going to have to do it in other places. In... Totally. Because yeah. we're drawing more and more people. Because, yeah, the stands are way bigger than three years ago. Right. But still, there's a bunch of people who can't get in. Yeah. So.
0: And I think it looks awesome for the tour, too, to be like, look at these thousands of people in the spill out area of yeah. the stadium, which I think is a really good sign.
3: The, whole, the AVP tour in general is just good like every year you know we've all been impatient of all course times just like hurry up especially the older players who are just like great we love that you have a five ten year plan but, but my time is coming to an end so right. uh, yeah <laughs> yeah they're all sticking John, around i think give you a five or ten year yeah, plan. John he's, Hyden, yeah, he's, no good. yeah he's good to go <laughs> he'll still be there no but it's it's fun to like be at that five year mark five year five years in five six years in Maybe seven more. now. Well, you could look at it. Right? Well, depends on what year.
2: I think Travis tweeted about it, but I look at where, first of all, look at where it was in 2010 when it went under. Yeah. And then look at the few events that happened before the ADP really started ramping back up again. It was like the three event. Year, like if or... you take a broader look at it, if right. you take a step back, mm-hmm. you are be like, well, we, there is growth. Mm-hmm. Now, is it as fast as some people want? Of course not. But yeah. that's, just, that's just reality. It's not like anybody's holding it back yeah. on purpose, right? Um, I think it's come a long way. And I said a few years ago, and when we went to Hermosa for the first time with Donald, and then that Manhattan Beach three years Beach, ago, three right? years ago yeah. whatever it was, like, the Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach, I couldn't, still can't put a finger on it, but there was just something special 17. about both of those events. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it agree. just felt yeah, different than it yeah. had in the past. Um, and I, I, I don't know what to attribute that to, other than, like, it is a slow build, fans are happy that it's back, yeah. play is great, music is awesome as per
1: usual. <laughs> I, I think it was scale and <laughs> attendance. Because that was 17th year before I worked there, and you and I are doing the show the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying after Hermosa and Manhattan, because I went to the end of Manhattan, but I'd watched Hermosa as well. Like, this looks and feels like it used to. Mm-hmm. This is an event that the whole city's there, and the Strand is packed, and the sponsor Village is cranking. And the stadium is jammed for Saturday night and all of Sunday. Mm-hmm. And like that felt like, okay, it's back. And it feels mm-hmm.
2: like the whole... Everybody who
1: lived in Hermosa was there. Yeah. I know
2: that's not the case, but that's what it feels like. It feels like everybody who lives in Hermosa is like, yay, we're happy that the AVP is here. Yeah, it became a city event again, right.
1: where it, it had faded off for a while. It wasn't as big an event as it used to be. Because I, when my introduction to it was 91, and I went to the Manhattan Open in 92 as well, Manhattan Hermosa Open. And that, where you couldn't get down the strand. In Manhattan and there's so many people mm-hmm. right you know but it's getting back to that same mm-hmm. sort of feel and the Manhattan setup is insane that's over the, the strand yeah. and the VIP where you can see both sides like there's been some really good innovative stuff that I mean the
0: size of those stands are huge totally I love that they put bleachers on the Manhattan pier yeah this year. I thought that was so cool that was yeah. a great idea Yeah, they've
1: been doing that for a little bit yeah it's yeah, yeah. a good idea I yeah there's there. been some really some really innovative stuff happening and to your point try I mean I know enough about running events to no, know I don't know how to run the events. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like getting the city to approve, getting the venue, oh my paying God, for I can't imagine. catering and organizing. I mean, there's so many things going on. Who's the yeah. first person you call? Yeah.
2: Like if you want to throw an event, like how right. do you know who to call? Right. You're right. What's the What's the, what's uh, 800, what's the 800 number I need to call? Like, the number Santa? for the city? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to begin.
0: Yeah, I remember I talked to Josh Glazebrook a little bit in Hawaii and he was just like, we get to call this hotel to put, like, one thing here, and then that hotel
3: to do that there, and then the city to do this here, mm-hmm. and then this beach to do that there. And Not like, to mention the Hawaii Tourism Authority, <laughs> yeah. who's a sponsor, but mm-hmm. they also, like, run that town, Waikiki, yep. you know? There's so much.
1: Well, and Union stuff in Chicago and New York in particular. Oh, yeah.
2: There's so many people that have to say, I say this all the time, there's so many people that have to say yes, only one person has to say no yeah. for yeah. the whole thing just yeah, to right. go downhill, right? like. hmm it's even in a quote-unquote smaller event, so many things have to happen to be able to pull it off.
1: I don't think there are any real smaller events anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like Hermosa, Manhattan are the biggest. I mean, even Seattle, which may be the one of the smaller ones just by attendance. Like, their VIP was sold out like on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, and it's act. a remote event, which yeah. complicates everything. You don't really have walking traffic. Yeah, if yeah. you're
2: there, you're going to that event. That's yeah.
1: the thing that impressed me most about Seattle last year and this year is that you have to dedicate your time to get
3: to Lake Sammamish. Yeah, yeah.
1: and all these people do. Yeah, yeah. And it so looks and feels great.
3: You know that. Yeah. that they're volleyball. One hundred percent walking. Yeah. You know, traffic yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I never thought about it
0: that way. It's a good point. It's a draw. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah.
2: like if you're going there, that's it's the destination. It's not. No, I'm just walking down the. Strand right. and, like, and like oh, there's a right. volleyball thing going on. Let's right. go check that out real quick. Yeah, Just walking through the woods here. Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, look a bird, a thrush. Yeah, and a, a volleyball tournament. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! I
3: guess I will stay for this. <laughs> sure. Another exciting part for me too is like I mean my mind's always going like I'm saying like oh why don't they do this better? Or, we could do this better and that better. And obviously I now looking back on it I'm like I have a lot of respect for Donald and the whole team for. Just trusting what their instincts are, like listen, we know everyone's gonna push us and whatever talk trash about what we're not doing, but we're gonna go at our right pace and keep growing. But there seems to me like there's so much more they can add too. They've just like tweaked little things, obviously like bringing Amazon in is huge, so now everyone can watch. They've tweaked little things here or there, that has already created a great product. But to me, like there's so much more too, and they keep adding little things every year. So like five years from now it could be double it could be bigger than than it's ever been. And more sustainable because he's gone about it in a smart way and not just throwing all his cards in like, I hope this works and then a sponsor pulls out and and he's screwed, you know. Well, as a player, Kevin can attest to this too before he got behind
2: the scenes like we said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. So as a yeah, player, yeah. all you know is I show up to the event, totally. I'm doing this. Yeah. How come you guys aren't doing this? How come you guys aren't doing that? Which are all questions that are valid. And there's nothing wrong with pushing the envelope like, hey, have you guys thought about this? And maybe they have, and maybe they haven't. Yeah,
3: we probably do have great ideas too. Like, True, I of have, course, I yeah. should always keep throwing ideas. out ideas. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it could be things that they've already thinking about like, hey, that's right. on the plate. Maybe exactly. we're working on getting that in next totally. year, three years, like you just yeah. never know. The
1: thing players don't understand is how much work any one idea is right how much work you're creating you're like yes i like the idea do you have any idea how many hours and how much yeah. money that's going to take? Like create an app yeah how yeah hard is <laughs> well we've seen like other people <laughs> like throw a ton of money at things mm-hmm. and just go oh it's gonna work and then that doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. yeah you know that players are good at two things generally: is that playing and complaining. Yeah. They're very good at those two things. Actually, excel. Then you never right.
2: complain as a player. Oh God, it was a nightmare. <laughs> as like a twenty-three-year-old player. You I know? still run into people that are like, "Yeah, I remember Kevin when he played." I just you can see them just like, "Oh man, I just yeah." i like say that guy it was, it was ridiculous. Brutal. Yeah, ninety-seven to two thousand,
1: like nightmare. And then then I went through a whole sea change. Me having to fight through injury and some other stuff, came and had kids, and came out the other side understanding of what was happening plus i served on the usa volleyball board for more than five years and so that also will teach you about the factors at work and Mm -hmm. what's happening the whys of things and not to say there can't be change and you still don't want to affect change and you can affect change from the player position but you have to understand the framework with within which you're operating and what has happened historically that already failed and why it failed and so you don't want to make the same mistake because, mm-hmm. oh, it seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a good idea in 87, too, except it didn't work then. Right. And it's not going to work now. Uh, those kinds of things. Yeah. And, and I think even for players who then get out and get in business, like even if you do well as a player, being you, being a celebrity and that being your business, your business is you. Right. means nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not running a real business. Being a celebrity and being a business person are two totally separate <laughs> yeah, things. Totally. And being a businessman, by the way, is way harder, <laughs> way harder,
3: mm-hmm. even on a minor level compared to being a celebrity.
1: Yeah. What, what would you
3: say uh, would be, I guess, advice as an ex-player to athletes? Like if you look back at yourself as a player, knowing that you're going to have to somewhat be a businessman, I don't know. What... You're going to have to make the jump. Right, but yeah. like, how would you prepare? Would you? What would you do in the meantime while you still are a player to prepare yourself to? Obviously, I'm yeah trying to get advice for myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is for listening. A friend. So yeah, it's yeah. Not selfish. Kevin, yeah, please answer There's me. Yeah. Um, and if
2: you could write it down
3: too, be
1: figure out what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can execute a ton of things effectively when you're playing because that was always the thing with USOC was, oh, you need to be doing continuing education or you need to be working at Home Depot or you need to be involved with this program or right. that program. Do you know what it takes to play? Like right, The yeah. amount of emotional energy and physical energy it takes to play at that level mm-hmm. and the level you guys do is insane. Like mm-hmm. it, You can't do something else necessarily,
3: at least not well. Because if you're not all in on playing, then you know that in the back of your mind, right? And if you know, you're putting a lot of energy into this other thing, you're like, well, then I'm not being the best player I can be, but take cards, make sure you make connections and take
1: cards, Mm -hmm. talk to people who are businessmen and sponsors and that kind of thing. Not so you can access them later for money, or even a job, but so you can access them later for advice Mm -hmm. and true advice. Um, so you can speak to them not about defending some new idea you have and like, oh, validate it for me. yeah No, ask them about what they've done and how that might apply to what you are interested in. Because mm-hmm. the bottom line is you're going to have to go to zero. Yeah. You're going to come off this high where you're one of the best players on the planet. And that's true of anybody who is on the AVP tour or in the national team gym, yeah. or even plays professionally. Let's say you play professionally out of college indoors, and you've never touched a national team gym. You are still one of the best players in the world. Like, yeah. You're in this tiny little that's fraction true. of 7 billion people that can perform <laughs> that sport. That's true. And so you're going to go from that right to here. There's no in-between. Yeah. Because you know nothing. Right. And that's the thing you find out. You're like, well, yeah, it's great to say, like, the Army, okay, the skills and the attitude and everything that I have is valuable. Fine, companies want to know what you can actually do. Right. So you have to find a way to, to ramp that up. And if you take cards and talk to people and have some idea of a direction generally you want to go and
0: you're willing to go back to zero and work, right. you'll be fine. But it'll take five years. And So you, you seem to make that transition very well. I don't know. I know that getting into broadcasting is the thing that a lot of athletes like, envision themselves doing. I was just listening to a podcast with uh, Tony Gonzalez mm-hmm. and he got into it for a while and then he stepped away and he kind of pops back in. Was that something that you envisioned yourself doing? Because you guys started no. with the Net Live, like kind of soon after your planning career, right?
1: 2009. I quit okay, in 06.
0: So a couple
1: years it later. It starts in 09, yeah. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be frank. Uh, it, it wasn't on my radar. I don't know what was on my radar. I, I was doing real estate in Colorado Springs right after I retired. And so I started doing that. And then I moved back to California. My wife's from here. My family lives here now. So we decided to move here. And then I was really adrift um, I flipped roles with my wife. She has an MBA. And so she went back to work as a controller, which is a financial reporting okay. person inside of a corporation. She's responsible for all your profit loss statements and AR and AP. Do you know what those are? Accounts receivable, accounts payable. See, I'm that's the kind of stuff you one don't one even one know had. as a player right? <laughs> right over my head. Yeah. So anyway. Volleyball players? Focus <laughs> well, on
2: volleyball. Still volleyball players. Yeah. We're just, still yeah. Nuts, so we in that state. So take and nuts, I, right? said, yeah. Take notes.
1: She ahead. and I flipped. So I'm at home with the kids who are two and four, the boys. And now I'm a stay-at-home parent. So now I'm facing all those same stay-at-home parent things that are not unique to gender, but just unique to position where it's like right. my whole day is goldfish and sandwiches. <laughs> like, bro, Jelly. I used to be Jelly somebody. Jelly on top. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly yeah. on top. That's got to be
3: pretty humbling. I mean, now that I'm... Uh, I used to be somebody. Kids don't... Your kids didn't care at all. somebody's great. Make me a sandwich. No, but
2: <laughs> internally. <laughs> yeah, sweet, man. Internally, I'm like, I used yeah. to do something totally. that people value. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, was, I was awesome. What am I doing here? Like,
3: now they act like they don't value me, but I'm keeping them alive. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's your job.
3: There's one night that sticks out. I was in the back of my
1: former rental house in Redondo, and I, I was back there, and just, there was like a wooden stick back there and a whole bunch of moving boxes, and the moving boxes paid for my frustration. <laughs> Like I don't know what the neighbors thought was going on back there, but the moving uh-huh. boxes paid that night for for me That's being
2: like. That's the Kevin that people knew from his playing correct. days. He's That's, still around. Yeah. There's the truth. That
3: Kevin, yeah. yeah. I've thought about it a few times. Like, oh yeah, man, I can retire from volleyball. Gabby will be full time actress. I'll just be dad. Perfect. Driving the minivan. But now you're making me second guess it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My boys value it. I mean, it, it's.
1: It's something that, that was really unique to be able to do For that sure, with my yeah. kids. But it doesn't come without a question of like, what am I doing here? Oh my God, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, this is valuable work and all, but changing diapers is not so much fun. Yeah. And you know, I was playing, I was spiking balls on an Olympic court a year ago, and now what am I doing? Yeah,
3: totally. So that,
1: that, but that's never going to be easy because as an athlete, you know that that's going to happen. And I, I tell people all the time, my favorite way to phrase this is like, if you're an accountant and say 10 years into your accounting career, you came out of college, you go to work for Deloitte & Touche, and then you open your own accounting firm, you're 10 years in, you're really starting to hit your your stride. Somebody comes to you and hands you a slip of paper and says, you can no longer work in accounting. Yeah, You're out. That person will struggle the same way an athlete does. The athletic life of a professional athlete is the only situation where you are definitely up against a hard stop. And at that hard stop, You have to figure out something else to do. Doesn't Mm. matter if you got millions of dollars, right? Because all that is is runway. Yeah. But you still, as a person, you go from being a highly focused, functioning individual to figuring out, okay, uh, what do I do? Right. Right. Well,
2: sometimes that stop isn't your choice. Like in your case, injuries, told you you can't play anymore.
3: Right. I was just enjoying my job again. I hated my job for a few years. Yeah. And you probably see, you know, you're around the Lakers all the time, seeing those guys. Do you think it's different for guys that make? Millions. Of, I mean, you're on LeBron I think, James now. It's like, well, he's, he's a special when he's, case. Yeah, when he's retired. Obviously, he's great off the court. But, but like when these guys retire. You think it's the same feel? One hundred percent. I want to say it's a, for it's sure. A, the difference with them, yes, right? For, for yes. sure. Like the good. difference
2: with them is they, like Kevin was saying, they have the money, the runway afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like I can sit around and do nothing until I figure out what I want. Even somebody like, let's say, LeBron James, who was invested and has companies that he's part owner of, that yeah. he literally he's, doesn't have to work ever me, again. Yeah. But that type of personality, he he needs to do something, right? Right. Right. And just because you're really good at basketball doesn't mean you're really good at running a company. Right. Right. Like, did he go to school for business? Like the business stuff you know about comes from your playing career. Now, those guys, I think, have access to a lot more um, people in the business world that can help them afterwards. Just because of how much money they make just gives them access to those type of, you know, Mm things you're having lunch with Steve Jobs when he was still around or right, Bill Gates right, G- right. like because you can. Yeah. Right? Because you're LeBron James. So I think that's the difference for them, but they're I could see them going through the same
1: stuff Internal. that any you other like athlete it.
2: does. Yeah, of course. You yeah. have to
1: like it too. Mm-hmm. So who cares if you have the money and the access, you have to enjoy doing it. Yeah. Totally. Do you enjoy Whatever business you get into or do you enjoy whatever other thing you have to do in life or want to do in life, depending upon your financial situation, yeah. as much as you enjoyed your sport? Mm-hmm. That's a high bar. Totally. In yeah. most cases.
0: So how did you two end up How did you end up getting into broadcasting then? How did you find that direction? And then how did you two end up linking up? Two different stories. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'll let you. Like, I yeah. got tricked into
1: being friends with Kevin. <laughs> we'll True get, story. Yeah. We'll get to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had done some one year when I was hurt. I had done some local stuff. I worked with a guy by the name of Dan Cochell, who he uh, he sold cars at one point, but he'd been hit in a tornado out in Lucky Colorado. Him.
2: How are you hit in a?
1: You can get hit by a tornado. That's that's you you yeah, but You hit said hit he got hit, hit in a tornado. I'm just confused. Hit in a
2: tornado? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Well, that's actually accurate too, because yeah, he did get hit with something there could be in a tornado a debris. For sure, yeah, I was just visualizing so, all that. How's so, that guy not dead?
1: <laughs> Good question. So my man, Dan Koschel, he puts out a thing where he is going to start Adelphia Sports. And Adelphia is a cable company at the time in Colorado Springs. He's going to cover local sports. They're looking for somebody just to start some local sports. This is like, oh, shit, oh two. And, okay, this is the guy who's going to do it. So Phil Etherton finds out about it on the national team. He tells me about it. He says, I'm going to go to the interview, but if I don't like it, Barney, you can try it. Like, oh, it yeah. might be interesting. He went, didn't want to do it. I went and met with Dan. So for like 25 or 50 bucks... I'm doing volleyball and basketball games with him as an analyst. Now, Dan...
2: Still the same pay rate today, by
1: the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's Dan for you. So he's half blind in one eye from the tornado. He's running the main game camera. He has a guy down on the, on the ground with an ENG, which is the, the, the handheld camera. Yeah. And he's running the switcher. And he's doing play-by-play at what? the same time. Awesome. Yeah, this is Dan. And he sets up all the equipment. He tears down all the equipment. He puts it in his van. Like, this guy's a one-man van, you know? Wow. Uh, So I worked for him a little bit and over the course of like nine months or ten months. I think USA Volleyball saw that. So when I retired in 06 and I moved back to California, they were looking for somebody new for World League and what is now VNL. Mm -hmm. So they were looking for somebody new for World League and they called me up and said, hey, would you be interested in doing World League? I said, sure. So that's how I got started. And I started working with Paul Sunderland, who was just out of the Lakers job. We were during the writer's strike in 2007. Mm. We were up in the Jay Leno studios, like adjacent to, the, to where this, right. that shot. We okay. were behind there. We did World Cup. That was my first ever real experience. Or no, I had done, yeah, I did World League before that with uh, Chris Marlowe. Okay. Then I got paired with Paul Sunderland via NBC to do World Cup, what they're about to play today yeah. for the men's side, and the women just finished second. So that was the start. Was I had 11 matches of women, then 11 matches of men. And I didn't know, but it was my tryout for the Olympics. So 11 matches into the women, literally like today. Today back in 2007, because the men are about to start. I'm sitting in the studio in the afternoon. It's raining, and I'm about to do the men's World Cup. And I get a, they get a call in the studio. They said, hey, hand the phone to Kevin. And I get on the phone and say, hey, we really like what you've done with the Women's World Cup. And we'd like to offer you the Olympic job.
0: That's so cool. Today. That's you know, awesome. On the calendar, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I
1: didn't even think about until we were really just sitting funny. here. That's and why
0: we planned it for yeah. today.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> so that was the start of me doing the Olympics. And, and I remember that I'll never forget that night. We did the match. And I'm driving out. It's pouring rain. I'm up in, uh, up in uh, Hollywood. And I get, I'm pulling on the freeway. Pouring rain i'm like dude i'm going back to the
3: olympics like that's so cool that no is. way i never thought i'd be going <laughs> yeah. back
1: um so now and i actually just got word uh this past thursday that i'm going again so that'll be six awesome. so you're calling to Tokyo. yeah Man, really six. cool in tokyo yeah. six in a row nice that's a lot of years yeah <laughs> old.
0: Old. yeah six quads holy crap yeah wow. yeah yeah that's what I, I, I was the same thing I,
3: oh no four years in between each one of those that's six of two you played in
1: <laughs> two I played in yeah. for a bro- as a broadcaster yeah. yeah so that's how I got started was doing that that's you didn't really
3: did cool. you cross you didn't cross over with Hayden at all you yeah same Kevin hates 2000? John Hayden okay John
1: ask Hyden him. Put, him why put me on the bench ooh <laughs> <laughs> <Bastard>. <laughs>
3: stupid John Hayden <laughs> can't jump dude isn't that crazy that he's still playing yes yeah. and I'm not I all think about that but in a high level yeah yeah, in yeah, John, dude, and yeah, he was like physically looking good. In Hawaii in he's still good season. at the things he's always been good at, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, San
1: Diego State, he was legit, like right. really good at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And then the reason that he supplanted me, we 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 changed to a fast offense. I couldn't hit so a fast good ball. For him, yeah. John doesn't care. John yep. jumps up and does this. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> quick arm, no yeah. problem. So fast and good passer, good defender. He's a better passer and defender than me. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we were out of a high ball offense, where I could offensively crank right. the ball, yeah. Then yeah, he was the guy, and I was backing up the opposite and outside <laughs> in 2000. Second, Kevin. Yeah, I just saw. <laughs> it. It's funny. I just saw the picture yesterday because I was stripping old hard drives out of my with computers. Goatee. Well, oh, we yeah. showed that one. That's '96. Yeah. <laughs> but then I found the 2000 picture with him in it. I was like, oh, a week late. And then also, I found a picture of Dane and I in '04 together out oh, on wow. going to opening ceremonies. I was like, ah, oh, a week too late. <laughs> like, yeah. Found these two pictures. They're on my desktop at home now. Is
0: Dane going to be calling Tokyo with you, Dino?
1: He called Rio as the backup. Okay. They had a backup team. Um, and I hear the same thing's going to happen indoor now for okay. us because we called 43 matches oh, in Lord. two weeks in Rio, <sighs> which was more by a couple than we'd ever done. We'd almost, We'd done almost that before, but it was the hours that killed us. We were anything from nine AM start to a ten thirty start, sometimes eleven start. So I'm rolling in the hotel at one thirty two in the morning and I gotta leave again at seven. Like I'm coming back from doing an Olympic match, a twenty five or thirty minute ride home, and I gotta turn it around in five hours. Like it just murdered me day after day after day. It's just as draining
3: as playing. If not more.
2: Sometimes. Oh, I've never been more
3: tired than after real. Yeah, no. That Who's I mean the, the mental aspect of it, yeah, for sure. Just yeah. me sitting up there and trying to be engaged and not like sound like an idiot and like trying to do things right, but like mentally be in. Like volleyball, it's the I hardest feel like part when you play. We almost check out, right? You know, mentally you try to check out so that I've you're heard that, you try. Well, okay, this is, <laughs> this is definitely me ruining like, the podcast. I, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I try to check out, and it's like, okay, preparation's done, boom, I'm gone, now I'm just in the moment, reacting, instincts, all that, Yeah. whereas when I was doing po- uh, the, the broadcast, I was like, I had to be on the whole time, and I was like, physically drained, I was like, out of breath, going up and down, the like, scaffolding <laughs> the whole time, I was like, this sucks, but plus <laughs> I, was, I was also sick at the time, but, True. uh, dude, yeah, that's tough, 43 matches, like, I'm,
2: the mental aspect of stuff. I like volleyball and everything, time. but yeah. holy crap. That's it was not <laughs> way too much.
1: <laughs> and you have to be on for and the last one. The only ones anybody sees, not anybody, but true, the broad yeah. audience, right. is the last one mm-hmm. of the 43. or you <laughs> the last two. Your voice is gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> your
0: throat's yeah. like done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It leads
1: to some wacky moments and leads to some not so fun moments. But uh, oh, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a blast to be a part of that. Circus. I mean, the AVP is a circus in itself, mm-hmm. but to be a part of the Olympic family, the Olympic circus every four years is really fun. Yeah. How yeah.
0: different was it going as a broadcaster than as a player? Better. Better. Better? Not quite as, well, I would say not quite as stressful, but probably stressful in a much different Yeah, stressful in a
1: different way. I'd rather play just because I enjoy playing. I miss suiting up and like armoring up and mm-hmm. let's go kill some people. Right. That's how I approach volleyball. Yeah. Like, I would like to murder you. Um, I miss that. You don't get that, but you my don't hotel get to murder room was, people on the no. broadcast <laughs> I mean, I could pick up Bob Costas but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't get you don't get that, but my hotel room was way better, my food was way better. Yeah. Um, it's fun being on air and kind of monkeying around. It's not as taxing physically right in terms of joints and stuff and right. just trying to make it through that kind of stuff so i I enjoy both, but yeah. I would play I would play I think. I think it's silly. Anybody who
0: says they wouldn't play, right, like, well, yeah. then why did you? Yeah, because there's nothing better than playing. Yeah, because I know that when, like, when we had Jose on, for example, he said that to be a, a good coach, you kind of have to kill the player inside of you. I didn't know, like, as a broadcaster, if you just had to like, because I'm sure you probably had moments where you're like, oh, just like put me out there, like, <laughs> I'll put <Warm-ups>. away. <laughs> He's like, I could have put that away. Warm ups. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's warm ups where I feel that. Like, I, I, especially put on good music. Like Jeremy hit the right song for me, and yeah. I, and I i'm ready blood flowing yeah i get out there and spike (laughs) 11 and a half feet no problem yeah except the first jump i take my both my knees are going (laughs) to shatter crumple down in the sand
2: totally worth
1: it but that feeling is still there and and that guy like jeremy said earlier like that guy shows up occasionally yeah he's still there he he was ready in in december (laughs) he was present in december but uh yeah so back to jeremy he got tricked
2: Totally got fooled. Yeah, the got net live started down. without me.
1: <laughs> yeah, net yeah. started
2: in 09. Started in '09. I came in January of 2011. Okay. Um, but in Long Beach, 2010, the last AVP event of that season. Okay. Reed Pretty came up and introduced himself to me and hmm. told me about the net live and would I want to be a part of it and just contribute like music side. Geeter was already there. Kevin was there. Reed was there. But it started with Kevin Reed and Dan Madden. I don't know how long Dan stayed, because I never did any... Not that long. I never did any shows with him. No,
1: first year-ish. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Reed and I, you know, AVP went under, and then started talking back and forth, and then January of 2011 was my first podcast, and uh, they brought me in to just
1: add music elements to it, Mm because that's what I do, and then... Like be the control room guy that occasionally piped up. I would just make
2: fun of people every once in a while, Mm -hmm. yeah, because Dieter and I had worked together for so long, so I could chime in on stuff that he would say, and... Then they all started dropping like flies, and then it's just Kevin and I. And I feel like I 100% got tricked into being a co-host on a podcast eight years or however many years later it is now. Yeah, eight years. Kevin likes to tease me that I'm the uh, tech guy. <laughs> so showing up today, not having to set up anything for you guys' podcast was my favorite part about you this guys whole had thing. A
0: heck of a setup too. There were so many things going on. I was like, "This is just complicated." This is <laughs> way better. I think this is overwhelming <laughs> yeah. for me and trying. Mean, yeah. You had like all the switches and the mixer, and it was you guys were live streaming. There was Facebook. I was like,
2: People are calling in. I don't, just, yeah, I didn't yeah.
0: know how you That's guys did cool, it. For sound
1: effects. ours is kind of like a Rube, Gold, Rube Goldberg machine, where we've built it where you knock over the dominoes, that hits the the ball at the end that knocks down yeah. the cards and right. then lights the thing on fire and then the balloon takes off because we have done it for so many years. And so you, you have equipment, so you work with that equipment. Right. It's mm-hmm. different to jump in at some other point and right. go, okay, we're going to buy the equipment to do it. And the equipment's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller right. and, less yeah. and less and less.
0: Yeah. Like this was great. I was able to take this to uh, the Norseka with mm-hmm. me and do a podcast with Kyle Friend. Cause we, it's been, it's been a lot harder to keep up with the podcast since like Travis been back on tour it was super easy when you were sick and couldn't yeah <laughs> super easy when you had nothing else to do right yeah
1: it takes a lot of attention though yeah and that's, that's one of the reasons i'm I'm good with the decision it just takes a lot of attention to know okay we got to book some guests, okay we need to yeah. plan the show okay we need to research some stuff like that's why I'm on volley talk here and there because I they're good at aggregating stuff yeah they take you'll find things from all over the place that okay, this is an issue well i'm not real interested in what morons think of the issue but I'm interested in the issue, so at least then that I know to go issue. jump out yeah. somewhere else and go read about it. Um, even if it's some- an
2: actually an issue,
1: right? right. Sometimes You're it's not. I'm um, talk. Sometimes it's not actually an issue. Yeah. <laughs> the the ramblings exactly. of morons. The
2: new ball sucks. Have you played with it yet? No. So have then, how even do you know? Seen it? Yeah. How do you? Uh, just those. It's those <laughs> things that just you know. People are just complaining to complain yeah.
0: for whatever That's reason. What, I set a, um, a limit on my computer to get Volley Talk for like two minutes a day. So I can only skim <laughs> it, it, it you just off to see if purpose. anything is relevant. If not, which like 99% of the time, nothing relevant, then it
1: popped out.
2: I'd have no problem with Volley Talk if everybody used their real name.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that would That's be fun. great.
2: I'm all for criticism. Yeah. I have no problem, you know, I think our sport has a hard time with criticism, right? I mean, I think everybody... Depends on what you say. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about, then you can't criticize me. Yeah. Right. Like, if you have never done my job before or actually don't know music, then you have no place to criticize. You can say, I don't like this song. That's... I don't take that as a criticism, because how could every song I play all day long be something that you like? Right. Right? -hmm. Or, oh, this song on the outer court's terrible. Great. It's an iPod. I have no idea what song's on. (laughs) You know? That's that... Whatever. I didn't mean to send that text to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin just... (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's fake name on Volley Talk. Right. But I'm all for criticism because that's how we grow, right. for sure. Um, but some of us tend not to be on Volley Talk as much as others.
1: People <laughs> do send me stuff, too.
2: That's true.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: What's it like uh, being a DJ for a for a tour and then also Lakers? Like, I mean, I, I look at like broadcast because I got to experience it a little bit where you're like trying to... Explain to the viewers at home what the atmosphere is in the stadium. It's and, tough. Right? But then you're like the one conducting the atmosphere along with Mark. Yeah. There's so many different pieces, but it's it's pretty wild to it's like funny understand it.
2: Volleyball people are like, oh, it's so cool that you're the Lakers DJ. And then yeah. NBA people are like, oh, it's so cool that you're the AVP volleyball yeah. DJ. It's so funny to me. That's cool. um, I look at my job as complimenting what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's a banner with my name on it, I, I don't look at it. It's about me. Fans are going to show up whether I'm there or not. Okay. If there's music playing, fans are going to show up. If there's not music playing, fans are still going to show up. So right. I don't really have I have an ego about it, but I don't have too big of an mm-hmm. ego about yeah. it. Um, I, I want to compliment and not take away from what you guys are doing on the court. Um, and that's how I look at my job and how I've always looked at it. And same with the Lakers, too. Um, if the game is boring, I can't be playing music like it's a game seven and trying to get everybody losing their minds because right. that's just fake energy. But uh-huh. same at a AVP event. If the match is boring, my job is to not add to the boring, boring of it, but like not fake it because right. the fans will tell. They're mm-hmm. like, bro, it's 20 to 5. This match uh, sucks. But everyone <laughs> stand yeah. up. Yeah, or it's, 90, or it's 95 yeah. degrees oh, outside, and I know if I... Waste all the crowd's energy right now. I'm not going to have them for the finals. Right. Right. So it's those kind of things
3: as well. Too. That's crazy. That's stuff like nobody thinks about that, you know, it seems like you're just like oh, my, playing music. Me, my <laughs> yeah. just
2: people walk in there and like, I'm, I'm sitting there so it doesn't really look like I'm doing anything. Right. Because I'm not moving around much. Right. Uh, right, right. My, yeah, I'm eating power <laughs> pellets that Kevin brings <laughs> yeah. me. So I get that it, it looks yeah. easier than it is. Oh, but. My God. I like you were saying with the broadcast. I have my brain has to be on from the time I walk onto court at seven thirty in the morning mm-hmm. until we're done at the end of the day. Yeah. And like I joke about, oh, I never get to go to the bathroom. I do, but I just run.
3: Right. And I'm back <laughs>
2: usually before the song I put on ends. Right. Um, and that's you
3: know like sound effects and your you have Kelly the producer in your ear. You have Mark Sherman. I don't know if you're in his ear or who's no, I'm, in who's I'm in nobody's ear. <laughs> like, yeah. You're in everyone's yeah. ear. Yeah, well, that's it's true. a whole separate that, show. That is true, yeah. yeah. There's the a show behind this. It's a separate yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty rad, though. And, but, and
2: so, yeah, like, okay. every volleyball match is similar to the equivalent of one NBA game. So I go to a Lakers game, and everything is for that one game. So it's a build up, Boom, we're excited. We win the game. Yay. That happens eight times a day on stadium court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> right? So it's that's uh, that got to be much easier. Each to go match is to not one. as long, mm-hmm.
2: for sure. It's easier planning-wise in my brain, right? Like, this is what's going to happen. I don't have to save music if right. that makes sense. Like, oh, this song would feel good right now, but what if I need it later when there's more of a crowd here? Right. So there's those. Ah. you know, it's not life or death decisions that no one, no one's really going to realize, but I'm going to know. Right. Yeah.
1: What, what was your best performance this year?
2: You like Seattle
1: Saturday night. Saturday,
2: yeah. <laughs> There were some Saturday evenings where it was just like, okay, this match, we're going. There. We're going to a 10. I don't know what Sunday's going to bring, but Saturday <laughs> night, we're going to beat a 10 because this match is ridiculous.
3: Um, I think Saturday nights, are you a lot of the times, get the best volleyball.
1: We had some really good volleyball, but I thought Jeremy in particular,
3: if you watch Seattle Saturday
1: night, the last match, mm-hmm. the crowd like in between points, the crowd we is just them. like... Going with the beat. And then crazy volleyball happens and then they're back with the beat. Like and, <laughs> and at times he didn't even change the song. I think two or three times. He just cranked it louder.
2: Just he had to turn the volume. Uh, and the
1: crowd was like into it, you know. It, it was noticeable, it was palpable in the stadium. I told him he should have just taken his equipment, pushed it off the edge, and walked away. Kevin's yeah, think that's back. that's yeah. that
2: should have been my retirement
0: party. Not <laughs> even show up
2: Sunday morning and be like, I don't <laughs>
1: like,
0: <drop.
2: laughs> I don't know what else to do. Like in the Olympics, uh was, I think it was the second day we had a night session and it was those matches were awesome the crowd was raging yeah. it was amazing and the next day I was doing the morning session and it was boring <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> and like there's still a big crowd but like afterwards you know they're like hey we want every match to be as exciting and like we want it all to be like last night I'm like well it's 95 it's there. 95 degrees Ice outside coffee. and the matches aren't as exciting as it was at nighttime so there's I can't do what I did last night because right. it's not going to make any sense at all well, whatsoever.
1: That gets back to what you said earlier. You said that you know you're you're auxiliary to the volleyball. Correct. I feel the same way about the broadcast. Like I'm, we're auxiliary to the volleyball right, or right. any of the stuff I made this year. It's all just designed to make. The show of the volleyball
3: better so you can't be screaming at a trying to make a, a boring match sound better like no. oh it's, gotcha. not gonna, it's not gonna come off as authentic right? <laughs> Down 13 yeah. right yeah.
2: <laughs> unless that's your personality at being at a 10 all the time right yeah <laughs> you know then it doesn't come across as authentic right
1: yeah, yeah. and your guys like
3: that and that's something you kind of mentioned earlier is that the world tour is kind of opposite like they push that they're wrong volume or that <laughs> whatever <laughs> They do. They, it's, like,
2: it's literally at a 10 from the time you they walk have, in to the time you leave.
3: Yeah, which is great. Like, they do get stadiums just absolutely rocking. But I also feel like American fans are more, like, they won't buy into it. It's different. Like, it's different. hey, put your hands in the air and dance, and then do this move and that. And we I mean, couldn't do that all day in like, Not a chance. No, like, not I'm just chance. watching the match. Like, I, I'm not going yeah, to do like that old school the whole entire two hours I'm not here, a you know? chance yeah, yeah.
1: well Jerry had said that to me about the FIVB and I hadn't thought about it I was sitting at VNL finals in Chicago I flew out for a day to have some meetings with them and I was just sitting at the match the first match of VNL finals it's one to two like literally two one in the first game and the PA announcer is screaming <laughs> monster <laughs> yeah. and I'm like Dude, where <laughs> yeah. are we going from here? Because I'm right, yeah. sure, the match will get good at some point. They're good teams, but right. we can't be screaming at two to one in the first set.
3: Relax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless it is, is like, with, like the something sickest
1: boss. And, like
2: Correct. But then you're coming back down. But if you're yeah. at a ten at two to one, yeah, exactly. What's happening when it's twenty five all mm-hmm. in overtime? Like if and you're already ten, you where do you go? Lot, yeah. Where, lot, where do you go? Right? Like them, no such obviously. thing. You can't go one hundred and ten percent. It's only hundred percent. Well, maybe you should raise your game, for that. <laughs> please. Stonehenge. I feel like
0: us having like the a pretty extensive background in athletics. We know, like, as players, you can't be at hundred and ten percent, like going crazy at two one. Because mm-hmm. like right. it could be a five set or an end, or like you could go three sets, and if like you're celebrating. Going nuts at two one, you're not gonna make it. And like you've been around sports for so long, like basketball, like you're never gonna see LeBron going like ape shit of on the so. first point of the game, or, of course not. or
3: even so. in the pre, even in the regular season <laughs> at this point in his career. Jeff right? Conover over yeah. on the
2: AVP asked me all the time, like on a Friday, he's like How, how'd you do today? I was like, well, I was an A for a Friday. Yeah,
3: there right. You go. That's a different A than right, Sunday's right, right. A. Right, right, yeah. right. Right, That's you, you bring your Friday A on Sunday, you just got a C or one hundred B, exactly something, right? Yeah. B minus, B minus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where did you like? Where do you learn how to like be a really good DJ? because I feel like there's no like it's experience. DJ one hundred and one. <laughs> um, the hardest part of DJ. DJing... Not awkward, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. The hardest part of DJing is know what song to
2: play when. Yeah. You don't have to be the best mixer. You don't have to know how to scratch. You don't even know how to blend songs together. If you yeah. know what song to play after the next song or for the moment, that's what makes you a good DJ. And a lot of that is experience. Like I have. Each AVP event is different—the weather, the crowd, the location. Because they could be great matches, but if it's pouring down rain outside, okay. Or if it's ninety-five degrees, or in Hawaii where it was eighty plus with ninety-five percent humidity. Yeah, Hawaii was warm. You know, that's going to affect the crowd too. Um, mm-hmm. But like, same thing with like doing clubs. Like, I could do a club set at the same venue on a Friday night and play that exact same set, that, and it killed Friday night. Play the same exact same set saturday night and it's not going to have the same reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that just comes from experience. It's just reading the crowd. Um knowing kind of what they want, right? Like getting into sports, I didn't even know that was a thing when I first started DJing. I had yeah. no idea sports DJ was a thing. Um and so I kind of no one taught me. I kind of looking back on my first year, those things of like you don't know what you don't know. Thank God, because I was dead terrible <laughs> compared to like where I feel like I'm at now, which it is a good, good thing, right? Like, hopefully. But like, I remember my fir- Fort Lauderdale, my first tournament, I, for the first few years, I set up all the speakers. I got in like on a Wednesday. I left on a Monday. It sucked. Um, set up all the speakers, but I set them in the stands because an AVP event is different than any other venue because if you go to any other venue, the speaker stack is usually hanging from the middle of right. the arena. Where here, how can, where we could have a big crane holding right. that over. So <laughs> to try to get the audio evenly distributed throughout a stadium like that outside is not ever going to happen because so many people don't know if the wind blows, it blows the highs and the mids. Ah. So if you're sitting to the left of the speaker and the wind's blowing to the right, you're not going to hear it as much as the person literally sitting five feet away from right. you. So my first tournament, um, I was probably way louder than I needed to be because the speakers were facing away from me. And the generator went out during the finals. Kay. So all power went out. Kay. All music went out. The entire started stadium singing. started cheering that the music was turned off. Oh, <laughs> that was my oh. first event. Oh. It was awesome. Right. It was awesome. And I knew that they were cheering that the music off because it was killing them. I was blasting them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so those are things that I've learned over, over the years. Not like to kill the crowd.
0: I think like it's probably similar to being a comedian where like you have to bomb
2: totally to, get, to right. get better
0: and I feel like as a DJ like you have to have somebody cheer that the music's gone to get better 100% <laughs> or like
2: this song is awesome and I play it the next night and the crowd is like nah I'm like why did that song
1: fail right there yeah,
2: totally and there's other crowd. things yeah different crowd but there are a few songs that always work um,
1: how much of it's formula and how much of it's just feel for you now
2: it's probably a combination of both because um, let's be honest some AVP days on Stadium Court can be boring so I'm just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I can
1: think of a couple of matches off. Yeah.
2: Um, there's a little bit of formula of like in the morning. You know, I'm not smashing people over the head, but I still want to give a little bit of energy. But if I'm playing music at 7.30 a.m., I can't be thumping you out of the stadium, right? But I also don't want to put you to sleep as you're, as the players are warming up. For, I think it was, what Sunday? It uh, was Chicago. Uh, the McKibbons were playing. And Madison kind of comes up from front of the DJ booth. He's like, hey, uh... They were the first match Sunday morning. He's like, when, uh, what time did the banger start? By the way, it was 7.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, can you uh, at least let me get to 8 a.m. before I start yeah, uh, right. pumping out, yeah. out. So, like, again, I get it. Like, the player's like, hey, I'm out here. I need to get after it. But I have to be concerned about mm-hmm. the 15 people in the stands at 7.30 in the morning and not yeah. crushing them out of the stadium. It was like
1: 2.30 Hawaii time. That's <laughs> Where <laughs> I was it's like.
2: Yeah, There's exactly. No yeah, that's, foot foot. that's true. That's actually <laughs> a good call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no
3: that's true and like sometimes for me I'd, I'd be like opposite I'd be like ready for a final and be like yo DJ throw some nice island reggae on for me Yeah, and meanwhile, everyone else would be the like the entire uh-huh. stands is dead asleep and tries just I'm have just their bouncing <laughs> balls on <laughs> stadium court bouncing <skanking. laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <see> to Enya <India." laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> well, I don't know about Enya but
0: <laughs> how much control like do you guys have any vote in what stadium court what matches get on stadium nope yep. because I feel like that wouldn't be a Bad idea, because I mean, I feel like you, you could like look at it and be like, this would be a great match. Nope, it's somebody else's job. Yeah, some of okay. it's timing. Some days it's been screwed up. Yeah, some yeah. of it's
2: timing, some of it's between how much player did a player have rest at that point, some yeah. of it's predetermined by...
1: Again, more factors than Volley Talk knows. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, um, well, that's why I was curious. I think there, are,
2: there is some consideration, because Stadium Court is the one that they're commentating on, mm-hmm. so I think that'll be something that's always looked at all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah and we've mentioned that there, like every now and then, you do get a snoozer on stadium court, Happens. and I didn't know if they ever looked at you and like, hey, like we're kind of between these three and four matches, like what do you think would be the best one?
1: It's probably. I think I think that's happened occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally
0: there's some feedback
1: as to like what what's a better match, and it trickles up. But there's a bunch of people above me making that decision. I'm right. given whatever I'm given. And there's so many, okay. like I said,
2: there's so many things that go into deciding who's on what court, where. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. You yeah. to the Olympics too; they'll ask. We had, for the first time in Rio, we had a high-level meeting with the head of NBC Sports. And it was, all right, what about this match? What about that match? Yeah. What could be the result for Team USA? That's their main concern is Team USA for the U.S. broadcast. But they want to know what matches are good and what matches are bad. Okay, What limbo qualification was the same?
2: We also You'll get high-level teams that play each other on the men and women's side. And you're like, oh, this could be a great match. Yeah. And that turns into a dud for whatever reason. Yeah, right? Like, like, you, there's some things you can't sometimes. control. Like, yeah. You know,
1: 21-8 pulling Alex over Melissa and yeah and uh, Sarah
2: yeah yeah no Chicago. one would have thought that was coming yeah. yeah yeah and that's the match you would have put on stadium court for course. sure it was yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> sometimes it is fun to see a dominant team like do that against the world champs sure like it's like holy cow like you're watching totally. one ridiculous display of volleyball mm-hmm. but you know when it's 21-9 Chase freshman Shorefield over over me and Hagan Smith it's <laughs> not as exciting <laughs> <laughs> well, but potentially
1: So there's, there's yeah, always a blend there of like okay we're going to see Alex later in the tournament for sure right. we're going to see Phil or we're going to see whomever and do we show new people yeah that's yeah. the big thing I think I got a note from a, a volleyball friend of mine who's just a fan, I went to college with him but he's a fan and he's been a fan forever he said, he said what's gone on in the last two years has me for the first time since the middle 90s I know who's on the AVP tour the only reason you knew that is because he lived here and it was like 26 tournaments a year. So yeah. he said, listen, I know who's on the AVP tour. I don't just know two or three names. I don't just check the score. He said, I tune in. I put it on every weekend, well, whatever I'm doing. But I know like mid-level players. Oh, yeah, this player had that result. Oh, I've seen that player. Oh, I like that, what that player is doing. Mm-hmm. It's exposure as it's never been. And it's
2: great yeah. for the athletes as well. 100%. Because before, right, you just see the finals and it, most most of the time it was the same teams maybe we have one team sneak in that no one had really heard yeah, of but then right. that's also detrimental to them too because it's like how did they get here yeah who right. are these people and am I ever going to see them again right where now with the Amazon you can see most of the term like a golf event right where you watching the entire tournament from Thursday to Sunday mm-hmm. and golfers that never make it a Sunday but you see them on a Thursday maybe their career They're in a few years or, yeah of course yeah, they have the
3: best score that day totally
2: mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah, and it's got to be great exposure for the athletes, I would totally. think too. That's huge. And one thing I think that we could add is um, like statistics a little more. You know, I think that statistics will tell a lot more of the story of how the tournament went. Um, like this guy had there's ten a, blocks in one game. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Every idea I have, it's like the next year they add it. No,
1: there's there's been the a bets. real effort
3: under way stats. Yeah. They were way better you're this dead year. On. 10 years past. I
0: Amazon last, is just yeah. going to go like this,
2: right? From yeah, last totally. year to this year. And like last year, all the people that were complaining about I was like, first of all, simmer down. Patient. Yeah. First <laughs> first year, this I is way I better be than it was and before. And sure. it's just going to keep getting better. Right. Yeah. Every year is just going to keep getting better.
1: Yeah. When I showed up in Austin last year, no one even knew what was going to happen. It was a complete unknown of how do we manage this much? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What mm-hmm. can we add to it? When can we add that? All and by that match
2: four, you're like, this is...
1: No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was <laughs> on. Uh, Yeah, so th- th- there's been a bunch of that, but it- it's all good for the game. Uh, yeah. I've said, and I would say to people who don't listen to my show and will listen to your show in the future, players too, any question I ask after the match or anyone asks after the match should lead to your sponsors. <laughs> any question. I don't care if I ask you what you ate for lunch. It should be, it's amazing how good Monster Hydro is. You know, like whatever, whatever your sponsor is, the answer should lead back to your sponsor of the first one. And it should be in your contract that every time you mention it on Amazon, you get 250 bucks or 1000 yeah. bucks or five, right. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You get paid. So as soon as you get asked a question, you are ringing the cash register. Mm-hmm. Because every time you mention it, it's good for that brand. Every time you're on, it's good for that brand. It ought to be good for you. And you ought to make sure you hit that. Don't make me ask who got you here. Right. I well, will, because that's I care, Right.
2: but do it. Well, and these are things that athletes on the AVP haven't had prior. So there's a learning curve. Totally. Too right? Like where the first year, like, oh, do I have time to go on the Amazon now? Where now I hear players like, I haven't uh, had a chance to go up on the Amazon <laughs> no, set this weekend, right? Yeah. Which
3: If you're not dying to get up there, you not Of course, but like it takes a while to get is,
2: used to that. And you know. then the... How often do you get to name drop your sponsors? Totally. Where now it's going to become just habit. You and I are going to be talking without anybody around. You'll be like, yeah, well, my sponsors, Monster Hydro and Kona. I'm like, try, it. simmer down, bro. I'm not paying you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's going to get to, right? You'll but get I used to doing uh, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but show for a sponsor, too. If you want a sponsor, come up and say, I want this, I love this company. I want to be a part of that company. Do that. Oh, you're so enough. Use your voice. Shut up. I'm trying to make a living here. Yeah. Like, what do, you, what do you think the whole point of this is? Yeah, okay, right. we're, all,
0: we're all trying to make a living doing this thing. So, I love it. Was, it. was it ever tough for you guys? Because, I mean, you have to comment on a game, like, fairly and honestly. Or, and on the net live, like, you have to discuss it fairly and honestly. Was it ever a tough balancing between, like, these are your friends that you're talking about, but you also need to, like, you know, if, if say, like, try. Like, dove too many times. <laughs> two few people times, didn't like, were, like what try, I said. Like, why don't you, like, <laughs> like, seal your line a little bit better? Was it ever tough to kind of, like, have that balance between, like, friendship and critique?
2: For me, no, because I've never played the sport at that level, mm-hmm. so I tend to back off from criticizing play. Right. I can be like, "Oh, that was a bad shot." Yeah, because it went out of bounds. Right. Right. But was it a bad shot because Phil was taking up ninety percent of the court? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like those yeah, little yeah. things that like mm-hmm. somebody like me just oh try hit the ball ten feet out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. because he's trying to hit over Phil. Of course, he hit it ten feet right. out of bounds. Oh, I was aiming so for the hands. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so like mm-hmm. I don't I don't find myself critiquing players like that so i've never had a player the only player that has ever come up to me was um uh why am i totally blanking on his name right now he's gonna be so upset with me he plays with troy field tim bombert tim man now She's he's now kid. he's really gonna be upset with me I, a new kid. <laughs> I was jokingly making fun of his dad hats that he wears yeah and so he came up to me jokingly he was like hey if you're gonna make fun of my hats you need to give me hats right so like that was fun but I was saying it in the meanest you know,
1: thing Tim Baumgren's ever, ever. said ever yes exactly yeah Tim me Baumgren. just upsetting it's Tim Baumgren whose best.
2: name I just blanked on as terrible by me
1: all you were seeing was like wild lefty huge shot. correct yeah.
2: well he's a defender now I'm not used to him at, playing like, defense at 5am
1: cranking balls yeah. And, yeah
2: but for you I'm sure but I'm, you didn't play against a lot of these beach players
1: not these guys other than but John but I've, run a foul. I I, I've run afoul I've run of people over the years it yeah. happens I'm an opinionated person, and I try to say to people, okay, if you think I'm wrong, show me how I'm wrong. Yeah. If I got something factually incorrect, my fault. And I've had that. That's happened. Yeah. Inevitably, if you do 10 years of a podcast for two hours on average a day, you're going to say something that someone doesn't like or that is incorrect. If you yeah. give an
2: opinion on anything, somebody
1: yeah. is right. going to disagree with that opinion. Yeah. If you don't like my opinion, then change your stats. Fine. You know, if you don't like my opinion, change your economy. It's not my problem. Yeah. Just
3: understand that it's an opinion. So like an opinion well, doesn't mean it's sure it's doesn't mean fast. you should change it's your entire game because Kevin says, Oh, Try has a hard
2: time with a wrist away. Like let's say that's the case. Yeah, it's right. try all week long now gonna Dude, go to prove me wrong. Taped, yeah, exactly, Kevin, exactly. <laughs> my wrist one in the turn right now. Right. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. And we've always said too, like, if you have an issue with anything we've ever say on the net live, you are more than welcome to mm-hmm. come in yeah as per evidence <laughs> and let us know which I'm all for like I don't yeah. think my opinion you know I DJ for a living yeah. so sometimes I have to defend the fact that I've been on tour for 17 plus years where there are some things I feel like I'm allowed to talk about and right. give my opinion about yeah. mm-hmm. and other things I don't like I said I've I don't play I play volleyball everything I know about volleyball is from watching the pros on the beach play
0: yeah
2: so which is
0: valuable 100% Something. but that yeah. doesn't
2: mean I know how to play right against Phil or Jake or like Taylor's digging everything hit it where he's not you know what I'm saying like sure of course duh do you think they're trying to hit it directly to (laughs) Taylor every single time no but that's not I don't feel like that's my role to talk about that stuff
1: No, they're hitting balls and going why are you there yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) no it it, look you need analysis of the game you Mm -hmm. need that you need people with opinions and it's fine that people have other opinions they're passionate about it and disagree with you great yeah um, I've, I've run into some problem with players, one indoor player, cause I, I had been told something and when I, when I put it on the broadcast, I think I was a bit harsh with it. I think I, I took it maybe a little too far and he confronted me about it. And I said, dude, listen, I, this is what I heard. So if I get told that, then, then I say it, you know, it's not my opinion necessarily. It's right. whatever was out there. Um, and, I, and I think I took it a little too far. I was with Kavika Shoji. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated the fact that Kavika came up and talked to me. Because I'm all for that. Like, if you disagree with me, come talk to me. Yeah. yeah no problem. For sure. It's not like I'm over in some corner trying to say something about you at a party and hoping you don't hear. Right. Yeah. I, I don't like to do that.
2: I'm if, saying it on a broadcast. <laughs> you're definitely so you're right. probably <laughs> going to hear it. Yeah. If I have an
1: opinion about you, I would say it to your face. And, and there are things that I've said on the podcast and uh, that I would say about people who are influential in this sport. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I will say it to your face. This is my opinion. This is why. And if you disagree, fine. Tell me why. Tell yeah. me the facts of why you disagree. Mm-hmm. And Kavika did. And we've been fine since, as far as I know. I mean, we've talked years and years. And do I think that was a little harsh? Was that a, a mistake on my part? Yeah, I think so. In in retrospect, I think it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and put him in a position that was bad. So um, it, it's going to happen. But that's never your goal, is right to... No. I don't want to hurt somebody. Yeah, we're team. never trying
2: like, to like talk bad about... Talk them yeah. down just to talk them down. Like yeah. That's never...
1: No, I'm a cheerleader. I like the sport. I I like players doing better. Like this year when I was doing some shirt designs for players, doing the hammer, doing the art in the background, like I'm trying to add to what's happening, doing the table with Nicolette. Mm
4: -hmm. um,
1: I I want to add to what's happening. I care about the people and the players. They asked me, somebody asked me, one of my longtime broadcast partners about being on the beach now and said, do you like beach volleyball more now? Because beach can bog down, like indoor can bog down beach can do it worse because there's four people instead of 12 Mm -hmm. and it can bog down and i said well i really like the people so i'm more invested in the people yeah and that's kind of what the amazon broadcast is about is why do people tune in are they tuning in purely for the volleyball yeah like three people right a few they tune in because they like volleyball because they're also get invested in i want to watch try play i want to see if travis Hey, he's qualified again. Let's see if he can win a match. I want to see and then
3: hear us talk about it after and yeah. help bring They're what they to the saw up to the studio. That's and really knowing big. your story too, right? Like as opposed right. to just
2: watching you play, they know mm-hmm. your story or they know your story about making your first main draw after playing in however many qualifiers yeah. and taking the leap of moving from Florida to California. Like those are things that no one is going to hear about, right? Unless there is something like Amazon. Yeah, yeah. like yeah.
3: he went pro when or he. <laughs> When I went pro, you were just like learning. He just picked up the ball for the first time. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's crazy. Right, and we're the same age.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's pretty wild. Or well, like
2: Troy Field, who's been playing ball literally playing thing. it for like three or four, four years, years total. Yeah. Right. Like those are stories. I've been a
3: professional longer than he's played, and now he's playing <laughs> at that level. Yeah. 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 It happens. Yeah. It's pretty hard to swallow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, if you go all the way back to the start of the net live, the net live was started for two reasons. Two primary reasons. Number one, there was no talk about volleyball in between events. And on the indoor side in particular, World League is happening every week. And if you're watching World League every week, not everybody was, but if you were, you don't know why the roster changes happen from one week to the next. You don't know if somebody's hurt. You don't know if they're trying to decide a spot. There was no chatter. And my thought at the time was in the NFL, okay, they play 16 weeks or 17 weeks a year plus playoffs. They talk about it constantly. Yeah,
3: Every day. Yeah. Every
1: day. And now you have for the entire Monday, year. Monday, whatever. But before, it was just Sunday and Monday. Right. You're done, right? And you still talked about it. Right. And the same thing didn't exist for volleyball. So that was one reason. The other reason was I needed to practice hosting. and Because I thought, ah, oh, like an athlete, oh, no problem, I got this. I yeah. can host. I right. can I'll talk be, into I a microphone, talk. no big deal. No. I've been doing all this <laughs> work. I can host. Yeah. yeah. And then I listened to my own show, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's some work to be done here.
2: But <laughs> think about all those reps you got. You never would have got that. Yep. You know, same for you doing, same for you guys doing this. Like you're getting reps that. Why let Travis talk more?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my goal is to move sports, which I have. So I call racing, I call basketball, I call all kinds of other stuff. Mm. I'm a professional broadcaster now. Right. Speaking to what we were talking about earlier in terms of skills, I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity based on my volleyball acumen and a little bit of my personality and kind of natural personality to get a shot at being an analyst. Mm. I maximize that. So then I was an analyst on volleyball. That was a nice hobby, not really a career. Yeah. So then, and around 12, I almost quit. Spring of 12, I was out. I had signed the Olympic Games, but I was podcasting, and I was doing World League in the summer, and I was doing nothing else. And I kept trying to get play-by-play jobs, kept trying, kept trying. I wasn't getting anything. So I was looking for a job. I was interviewing in spring of 12, but I had the Olympics signed. Yeah. And it became more obvious that no one was going to let me take three weeks off if they hired me. I was going to do joint replacement. Uh, I was going to do be a, a medical sales guy, like oh. a lot of ex-athletes, but because I like it, I right. like that stuff. And I interviewed with some folks and said, "Oh, when are you available?" Well, I need these three weeks off. Well, that wasn't playing very well. <laughs> so I decided I was like, "Okay, if I'm I, available if I, right now, and I'm going to take a full month off in about three <laughs> weeks, thanks." If I don't make this more of this by the time the Olympics are over, I'm out. I'm quitting. Right before the Olympics, Pac-12 Network started. They called me up and said, Hey, do you want to do play-by-play or analyst? I'm like, I want to do play-by-play. Cool. Done. 17 dates. like, awesome. Then at the Olympics, um, I did what's called a two-way. They came into work one day and said, Hey, Kevin, in 20 minutes, you go a two-way with Dan Patrick. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> what's a two-way? Yeah. The greatest <laughs> day of Kevin's life. <laughs> yeah. So what it is, is I'm in the studio... Or in the the stadium. Mm -hmm. He's in the studio. I've got the camera. And i got to talk to the camera like it's Dan. I can't see Dan. I can hear him. But I can't see him. Uh
3: When they put up the side-by-side. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm talking to him. So I did that. And I ended up doing it two or three more times because people decided they liked it. Did a good job at it. But the very first day I did that, I came back after our day of work in London. And I had two emails offer me two other jobs. One was doing hosting a studio show, which is just talking to a camera with a green screen for high school football here, mm-hmm. which I did for three years. The other was for doing some stuff with ESPN. And so that mattered. like That kicked it off. But I was almost out. Yeah. I was almost done.
2: Work begets work. Yeah. No.
1: So the NetLive paid off in that respect. The NetLive was, here, let me host. Let me find my hosting voice mm-hmm. and figure out how, the rhythm and the cadence of that. And, and, and that's why it started. Was you Volleyball needed it. And I needed
2: it. And yeah. now we're gonna end the podcast, and we're gonna lose all our jobs. <laughs> 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 all we're... Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we're gonna end the free podcast and not get paid ever again. It's a good point too. That volleyball needed it too, because I think that this kind of stuff is super important. Like w- when we first started, first of all, I was not doing anything, so it was very nice to feel <laughs> recovering. Feel is what you're getting important. better is what you're. Getting. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. But like, um, I felt like had so many good conversations overseas and you know we're all all the players are traveling right. together we're having these dinners and i'm like the fans gotta hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. like our sport is interesting it's there's so much to it these are we're full-time world-class elite athletes but p- people don't get to hear that part of it so this is like let's start a podcast like yeah. have this guy who can actually like make what i say kind of sound <laughs> like, you know, carry a conversation and organize it, or else I'm just all over the place.
1: I don't know what you mean. Can you explain? That <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Um, but but it's super valuable too, I think. And, and we're all kind of brought something valuable to the sport, and I think that that's important. Whether it's Kevin's doing videos now, us yeah, doing totally. podcasts. You guys have been doing this for a long time. Um, it's important that the athletes take it upon themselves as well to give back. First of all, to the sport, like contribute something besides you're just you're an entertainer, because a lot of times we're not that entertaining. Um, but like, I mean, it'll help us too. Like this is of course beneficial for all of us. But I th- I think it's important to think like that. Like you have to give back to the sport, and we can talk all we want. Like gosh, we need more money and sponsors and prize, and we'll be more valuable then to them. Right, bring right. yeah, right. like,
2: more value. Why do you think Casey Patterson gets invited to a bunch exactly. of events? I was, like
3: I was like so salty I'm about it. Not saying you have to be years. his. Like, that may not, not be he your personality. Yeah. Wild cards Don't. and like, <sighs> I'm not gonna go dance. I want you to use <laughs> <laughs> I'll go dance if it gives me a wild card. But I like my hair the way it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I talked to Hannes who's arguably the best promoter. For, he's the the best right. promoter in the on the international. He's major series. Yeah. And and, and he said, he's like. I asked Casey for something, and he'll do it no matter what. And he's sitting there as a promoter, like, I'm putting everything, all these millions of dollars in, and he goes to players, and they go, no, I'm playing tomorrow, like, I'm not going to do this or that or whatever, and Casey would be the guy, yep, anything you want, and I'll be high energy, and I'll smile, and blah, blah, So I've been trying to be like, I'll do that. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Listen. Look, when you get to the pro level of any sport, it's
3: entertainment. That's what we are, right? It's all, it's, once there are
2: commercials... I it's move. all about
3: entertainment. Yeah, I could yep. I could be the tenth place team on tour and get more sponsors and more value and make a better living than the guy who's winning because I'm more entertaining. One hundred percent. And you don't really yeah. think about that. When I came out as a kid, I was like, just win, and then all these sponsors are going to come and everyone's just going to give me money, basically. And it didn't happen. Which I was like, Where the that hell used is to it? be the case.
2: Yeah. In the well, sport. To a certain extent it'll, extent, it'll
3: yeah. help. There's an overflow of money. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean, like at this point right now you really have to create it 100%
1: you have to bring value that's what you have to do whatever the situation and this this is valuable no matter what you're doing doing. bring value same for me why do I do all the art do I need to spend all this time doing art right yeah I enjoy it but I enjoy bringing value to what I'm doing I enjoy going to the event and bringing extra stuff and doing the hammer and hitting balls into the garlic and the, the blend between show and sport is a delicate one in Hermosa I think it was Hermosa We went out in the middle of the women's final and hit balls. This was the last time to hit balls, and here it's the women's final, and we're hitting balls. Why are you hitting during the women's final? Because it's a show. Yeah. I mean, that's,
2: yeah, that's the truth. It it is. It's That's what it comes down to. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and if you don't get it, if you you think the purity of sport is ruined by the show, then you can go off in obscurity with the purity of your sport, because it won't mean anything. It's got to be fun. If
2: it's just pure, then nobody's getting paid. Right. I mean, that's
1: the bottom line, right? Like, and if you're pushing, if you're pushing against, you know, if you're innovating, like you were saying earlier, like, i got ideas, I want to do this, I want to do that, you're occasionally going to do something that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did something this year, I was trying to do...
3: We've done plenty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. But
2: they kind of just Talking to you guys right now, it just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wanted to do, my idea was to do a costume for each city from a movie okay. and do a character mm-hmm. with the history of the event or history of the city. Yeah. Well, it turns out, you know, doing characters in that context is way complicated. So I'm doing Jeff Spicoli down in Huntington Beach. And while I'm doing it, while we're shooting it, I know it sucks. <laughs> like,
2: this is horrible. The inner dialogue is like, this is
1: not going well, Kevin. Yeah, and they're like, well, let's do it again. I'm like, I don't know. Really- okay, fine. This is- so I do it, and I actually got grief from the production side about, like, it wasn't funny. Like, yeah, I know. I'm surprised we aired it because yeah. it bombed that. Yeah, <laughs> it happened. Totally bombed it. So I tried it again in Austin, and I toned it down a bit. I just went with the costume yeah. and the history of. It was okay, but it wasn't worth continuing. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that. you got to push against that to yeah. know, okay, that that sucked.
0: Yeah. It's hard to know, too, like when to kill an idea or, or when you're like, okay, well, if I just make a couple tweaks... This will be good. Right. I feel like that's one of the harder things to like kind of understand about new ideas. Well, and how, we, how will you
2: get better if you're not trying new right. stuff?
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's a delicate balance to that all the time,
1: all the way up to the tour level. Yeah. If you try something and it doesn't work. Do you mm-hmm. try something else or do you keep banging your head against the wall or not?
2: Do yeah. we serve Phil every single time just to see if we get tired? <laughs> Let's find <laughs> out. Oh, the yeah. score's 21 to 3. Dang it.
0: <laughs> that didn't work.
2: Yeah. Son of a. Yeah.
0: yeah you mentioned that. You, go ahead. No, go I was going to say, you mentioned that players are really good at two things, playing and complaining, and I found that to be so true. Just like, at practice, like, well, well, the draw should be bigger, because everybody's like, really good at it. I love that one. It's like, oh, where's the money going to come from? Why, because you're the
3: two seed in the qualifier? Yeah, no, it's (laughs)
0: it's always from the same top qualifier seats. I was like, well, just create something to bring value. Like, you look at Nicolette Martin, and she brings the art and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. now, like, that's her thing. And then, you know, like, You got Sandcast going on for you, and like, we got Monster on Sandcast, which is great. And then it's like, if you create something like unique to yourself, you're bringing so much more to the table. And like, you're going to be more valuable as Q1 than someone who's main draw number 12 because you have that extra thing. It's scary to do that, though. It is, for sure. It's scary to put yourself out there because it might suck. Yeah. And it's not not easy. No.
1: It might not look good. It might fail. Like, I was making stuff for last year's broadcast because I figured out kind of early on I can do whatever I want essentially without cursing I can do whatever I want it's a license to be creative I was trying to make something for San Francisco and trying and trying my machine was messing up and my computer was blowing up and I'm trying and finally I'm out there 6am before I leave that day to go to the thing I'm like if I could just get this one done then I can figure out well enough and all of a sudden the machine's cutting a square and it goes oh (laughs) okay it's finally dead and so I showed up and they're like what would you bring Nothing. <laughs> Failure's always an option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Sorry. gonna put yourself out there, you could you can fail, but yeah. you cannot fail to put yourself out there and then complain that someone else does right. yeah. and has success. Because mm-hmm. they're facing the same thing. Right. And what's funny about sports is people think from the outside, first of all they think you can do your job. Whether it's DJing or broadcasting or playing, they think, oh if I if only I was six seven, I could I could be that person like yeah. Actually, you can't do my job. You can't drag your sorry ass body one more time into the breach, dear friends. You know, once more into the breach, like I feel terrible. It took me 10 minutes out of bed to warm up and I'm not even a football player. And now I have to do it again. You couldn't do that, first of all. Uh, But people think that that's easy and that that's no problem. And that there's somehow some license to complain about it.
2: Greatest right? job ever. You're just playing volleyball on the beach. It's so easy. Yeah. What do you have to complain yeah. about? You're playing football and getting paid millions of dollars. Why are you complaining about playing 18 games? Because right. my head hurts. That's why. Fontez <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. perfect hit me and I'm not feeling good 100%. today. 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: but people do not understand the, the insecurity in the whole thing from the player side. Mm-hmm. And it gets worse because of the multimedia and stuff you can do nowadays. Instagram like pump up videos, yeah, Facebook, whatever it may be, you can build up a narrative of supreme confidence that doesn't exist. Yeah. Even totally. for the top players mm-hmm. in the sport. It is a very fraught environment when you're constantly competing for your job if you're on the indoor side, right? Just for your job, just to get on the to get a chance to travel and maybe play, or on the beach side to make a living besides that. And it's not as stark on the indoor side because you have whatever you're going to make, whether it's crappy money or good money. Yeah. You at least have a salary for that month. But for you guys, it's like, okay, I not only have to deal with all the insecurities of performance, but I also have to deal with all the insecurities financially of what did I make? Did I get in a scooter crash <laughs> and have to pay for the scooter and all my money? Well, especially
2: you know? as a qualifier, there's so many unknowns and yep. no, no guarantee.
1: Yeah.
2: And I say this all the time. I'm sure I've said it on the net live, but my wife and I talk about it all the time. As a player... I understand the complaining because you're coming from a selfish position. And by that, I mean, you have to get all of your training. You have to control all of your coaching. You have to do all of your travel. Yeah. You have to do all of your recovery. No one's doing that for you. We're in some other sports that's being done for right. you. So you're already just thinking about yourself. Yeah. So when you get to an event, it's like, wow, the warm-up court's... 25 feet further away than where it normally is. That's BS. How come that's the case, right? (laughs) So I understand the complaining side of it. And for me, I'm not technically an AVP employee. I'm an independent contractor, but I was a fan first. So I come Mm -hmm. in from a fan and then from the entertainment side and then kind of being an employee at the same time. So I see all of it. So again, I understand the complaining and then I understand when that complaining, you're just like, really, bro? Yeah. Like, do you think I want the qualifier to be... Or the contender's bracket to be on a further beach than right. the one where, the, on North Beach in Chicago, like right. that's not what they want, yeah. right? But somebody's gonna complain about that because you're, you're just thinking about totally. yourself, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, I don't think all the complaining comes from necessarily a bad place. Right. But there are times where you're like, if you just stop for one second and just think about it, just take a step back and be like, yeah, you're right. They don't want to put me at this other beach, but the lake is taking over this beach, so that's just the reality.
0: Yeah. Or or like,
2: don't play. Those are your choices. Then I was don't like play.
0: Shocked that they were able to do it that well, because when I went to Chicago a month earlier for an AVP next, yeah. it was completely washed out. Yeah. Like where the where the courts were for the contenders bracket was knee deep water. I, I called Josh Is like, you guys might want to take a look. Yeah, and just... <laughs> uh, there was real concern. It yeah. Out, you know? yeah, it was crazy. When then, and then when I saw the setup, I was like, this is like 8,000 times percent better than when I saw it because I was like, there's no way. Stadium so
2: Court was big. supposed to be bigger.
0: Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, which, it
2: could
3: then, not because the lake was yeah, be, coming be coming after it. Yeah. it. We'd yeah. be swimming. Uh, uh, yeah, we'd yeah. like a floating lake. section totally. of the stands. A few years ago, we had waves hitting the
2: player's Yeah. Josh was in the lake... At one thirty in the morning, getting signage like in the lake, not Uh just ankle deep, like in it, Uh getting things at one thirty in the morning. Right, there's a lot of stuff going on that people don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So when people complain to him, I feel bad because it's like I don't, not sure you really understand what Josh, everything that Josh does, being the
3: creative director and he was in the lake at one a.m. and then he was working out with Rich at three. Correct. Correct. And then on, (laughs) and then on the sand at five a.m. getting everything ready (laughs) for you to play. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I, I tell young people when I speak now to college teams, young folks, whatever, tell them one thing that's an important message. Remember, wherever you are, you chose to be here or yeah. there, right? Yeah. You chose to be there. Mm-hmm. So don't complain about where you are if you chose to be there. Yeah, That's the whole thing when people win, win the lottery. What's the first thing they say when they win the lottery? What Damn you it, do? I got
3: to pay taxes.
1: Well, okay. What's yeah, that thing? too, yeah. <laughs> people are like, what are you going to do now you won the lottery? What do they say? I'm going to buy a bazillion things. I'm going to quit my job. Oh, yeah. yeah. If that's true for you right now, that you're going to quit your job, if you win the lottery tomorrow, go quit your job. Yeah, right. Oh, I can't because... No, you can. (laughs) Right, yeah. You're free to do whatever you want. You're not stuck. Mm -hmm. So remember, if you're there at a volleyball tournament or you are watching online, you chose to be there. You don't like it? Go away. I Mm
0: -hmm. love that. You fire me up, Kev. No problem.
2: (laughs) But that also doesn't mean like you can't keep pushing the envelope and asking for things that are needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also just... Realizing the reality of what's going on, there's that fine line yeah, and put of some that thought too. into it, of course. And like,
3: yeah, don't complain understand just to complain, it. exactly. Right? right? Like,
2: when there's five million people in my DJ booth, including Kevin, when my name's on the outside of it, I was like, You have your own booth, get out. I but brought, there, I brought him in, so. he did bring him, <laughs> but there needs to be that many people in <laughs> there currency. because of all the stuff yeah. that's going on. You gotta understand, right. Someone's right? currency. Yeah, yeah. try to yeah.
1: learn that with the kids. You gotta understand the kids' currency, yeah. No, but see, I. You have to, you have to understand what's happening around you. When I was twenty three, we talked about that period earlier. For like ninety seven to two thousand on the national team, right? The bottom line is the sport in college is better than the sport of the national team, especially at that time. Now it's close. Yeah, I went
3: to SC and I've never played in a better right environment than that. So yeah, I, the, my, can, can, my NBA locker one hundred percent. Yeah, pro sucked after that. I was yeah. like, really, yeah. I was like bird poop on the ground <laughs> yeah. in Puerto Rico after that. I have
2: to carry my own bag.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Right, yeah, and so they actually tell a lot of the women's players, like, you've already played pro volleyball. Oh, yeah. Because I got to the national team, and I thought, well, I'm going to the national team, like the right. Olympic Training Center. Yeah. right. I got there, the workout gym, like the weights, worse than my high school, okay, <laughs> which is a joke, so it's both ways. Number one, I need to deal with it, but number two, that's a joke. Right. Yeah. Now they actually have a facility like that. Well, your high school terrible. gym was legit. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But it was terrible, but... When I got there, I had these expectations for what it should be and how right. USA Volleyball should function and we should get you know, better airfare. and this, We have the worst airfare. We have the worst trips. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. That's what you signed up for. But I raged against it through 2000. A little more understanding in a one. But then I got hurt and I'm off for a year and I have two kids, or one kid by that point, and I have a kid. And so when I came back, number one, I was happy just to be back. Yeah. Number two, I was more mature and realized there were bigger problems in the world. So when we did fly to Miami on our way to Brazil, and this is as a player, and the flight's canceled, of course it's canceled. So what are we going to do? Let's go figure out something to do. Don't bitch about it. You can't do anything about it. Right. Yeah. Just figure it out. But that's some maturity, and people need to figure that out. And if you're an internet troll, you don't have that. So <laughs> <it isn't maturity. laughs> that's the whole point, is that you're going to be on the internet.
3: I think one out. thing, like if I, had, if I went to talk to USA Volleyball, or even the AVP, that I would suggest would be having doing a little bit of educate educating the players about small stuff and how things work uh, when they come on tour cuz i feel like there's a lot i could tell a guy coming out now or i could tell myself let's say back then that would help to like just get on the same page right away and and even gain momentum in terms of sponsorships and how can I create value and where do I start learning? Basically, you guys learn right in anything. Yeah. Gain knowledge. That's where the value is at. I think veteran so like, players can take that on. Themselves yeah, we should too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, maybe that there doesn't need to be like a platform or like a meeting every year, but that could help too. There could be. There could be. Yeah. Maybe that's what we like need to do. Like Sandcast meeting. Yeah, yeah. Like well, in that's NBA what and NFL. Saying it right, yeah. now, right? NBA, NFL. They have
2: like you're you're rookie in the league. Here are the things that you can expect. Mm-hmm. Blah blah. Obviously, they have way more money to do that stuff right. and more of that thing. Don't that's why I drink said. drink and
3: drive. We will literally pick you up. Seriously, anywhere.
2: But that's why I said like, <laughs> if and now that's maybe on a younger player. Like if Phil went up to you, I think you. If Phil went up to you when you're in the qualifier, I'm like, hey. Now that you're in the main draw here, the thing is that you, need, you would be like, this is the greatest day of my life. Oh, for right? sure. Where, like, some potential qualifiers would be like, why is this guy talking to me? Right? Yeah, like, why is crazy. Phil speaking yeah. to me? Well, that Which would be- fine. Right? So then it goes both ways. Like, could Phil reach out to younger players? Sure. Could you be like, hey, Phil, can I buy Just you facts. a cup of coffee for 10 yeah, minutes? Exactly.
3: You know, I, most of the time, I bet right. most veteran players would be like, yeah, I'll give you 10 minutes of my time. Like Phil did a- I had I, plenty of conversations because I was like the young guy on the world tour and we were all traveling and I had plenty of conversations great. about money and investing and he's, you know, suggesting books, just small stuff it's like that. It's funny. I heard I, Phil's an a-hole. That's just strange. No, just <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: he talks? He's never yeah. blocked Kevin. Did you know that? He's never sure. blocked Kevin
2: one time. Oh
0: yeah, Phil's never <laughs> blocked me. It is, uh, it is funny that you mentioned that like if a veteran player come up to a qualifier guy because I lost to uh, Rosie in the last round of Hawaii. And two minutes later, he comes up and he's just like, hey, like, this jump serve worked, like, really well. Like, awesome. hated passing cool. that. Like, this worked well. Like, you could probably do this better. And I was like, thank you. I'm going to hold on to all of these things. And that's also probably because
2: Rosie has seen your grind, right? Like, he's not going to just walk up to the first right. first time he's seen a qualifier player and be like, hey, let me give this person some advice. Because yeah. yeah. they don't know. How do you know if that person's really putting in the work, right? Like, I think, especially with all your writing and the podcast, people can see yeah, your progression in the sport. So, but I love that Rosie did that unprompted. Yeah, that's it great. Awesome. It's like
0: hard. Totally volunteered it.
3: That's hard as an older player to do too in our sport because they are your competition. It's not 100%. like it's not like being on the Lakers and and there's a rookie on your team. You're totally incentivized yeah, right. total right? yeah. Whereas like me going up to let's say Troy last year and being like, dude, so good here. Just a little more discipline here, here, and this, and that, and that. And oh, by the way, when you travel here, this is what's gonna happen, and blah blah. I now think, I'm helping him, and then i got to play him. Yeah, am like, well, damn yeah. it. Why it's a we... little more
1: stark because in basketball, you have a contract already. Right, and eventually, exactly. If you help that person, eventually they'll kind of cut into your money, and you might think that. Maybe, But yeah. you, with you guys, you help somebody, it's they immediately direct. cut into it's your money. It's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: How do you f- we've talked about it on to the do net it, live with Lamborn, mm-hmm. um, when you guys are training in the USAV system. right? That's You're training so into your competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard it's been looked at both ways, right? Like, if all of you,
3: like, if you get better, mm-hmm. then Jake Gibb is also getting better. Mm-hmm. So, um, imagine though, if we could share that information too. Like, Jake hasn't given me anything except for, <laughs> like, freaking making just, my life so that's just hard. Being smarter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it is though, but like. How much value does that guy have for all of us younger? players that when he's done maybe, well, maybe look, at what, he's done. look at what Kobe's doing now the stuff that Kobe's
1: doing now he was not doing during oh, not his playing
2: all. career he wasn't giving anybody his notes where now he's inviting people he's to like, his own camps and F stuff my gym yeah he's like unless you you're working hang. as hard as me yeah. get out of here right right. like make Jake retire tomorrow and then he'll give you all of his secrets
3: <laughs> I guarantee it no, I gotta beat him first fine make him retire okay, yeah, yeah yeah make all him retire been trying to do that for a while now not working. No, oh. just
0: keeps winning. So with with the net Live kind of come to an end, you got Amazon year three coming up. Are there like what did you learn from the first two years with Amazon? Because it, like you said, like you had pretty much full green light, like whatever you wanted mm-hmm. to do. Which in one spot is a thrilling position to be in, because you get to do whatever you want. In Another spot that's almost like kind of terrifying. Because you get to do whatever you want. Like, there's not as much. Is Kevin wearing all gold right now? Yeah. Yeah, there's some questionable stuff on there.
1: (laughs) Totally. No, for me, for me, there wasn't any, any stress in the freedom. There was stress in performing to what I've created. So, like, what do I do next year? Right. What What art do I do next year? Mm -hmm. What table do I do next year? Art was great,
3: by the way. I actually didn't know you did it all until in Hawaii you told me. But I specifically remember watching Amazon. Being All like, the stuff. I love how right they did that him, yep. in the background. Like, that was a really good yep. idea. It makes me, like, remember the. And add it to stops. the broadcast throughout the year, yeah. It's nice touch. Yeah. So, good job. Thanks. There's value, right? You created it.
1: Right. And I, and I just started bringing it. I mm-hmm. didn't tell anybody. I just said, here, I got this idea. I have these art, and I think we can hang it. And our stage guy, uh, Bill, he, he started hanging it. So, he's responsible for putting it up there. And he loved it because it gave him something to decorate the set yeah. with, because those guys. Now, everyone. Everyone has integrity in what they do. He's responsible for the set looking good, so he wants anything right. that'll make the set look good. Yeah. Uh, the table came out the same way that we could shoot it. You know, when we come up off that table and Nicolette's painting under glass looked really so cool. cool. Yeah. and that was fun. So for me, the only stress is how do I take that forward.
0: We are going to take a quick second to pause for a commercial break from our sponsors who keep the show moving forward as always, as do you, the listeners. You guys are by far the most important part of this show Uh, Just wanted to give a huge thank you to everyone who always says hi at the beach and says thanks for the show. Thanks for all the information for putting it out. And honestly, I almost feel bad taking gratitude and thanks because it's just a blast. It's an absolute blast for me and try to just talk volley. And it's an absolute blast to know that you guys are listening. So a huge thank you to you guys, the listeners. You are the reason that we do the show in the first place and the reason that it keeps going on. Uh, Another big reason is the fact that you are still supporting our sponsors, um, one of our favorites, obviously. The ball maker of them all, Wilson Volleyball, the AVP plays with it, the CBVA plays with it, the college girls play with it, everyone plays with Wilson Volleyball except for the FIVB who uses them Mikasa, but we're not going to worry about that for now because for now, it's the end of AVP season, which means that your balls are probably a little bit beat up and that you probably need some replacements. So order some at wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code WILSONSAND for 20% off. All right, That'll get you a bunch of new volleyballs that you'll need heading into the offseason at the end of season here uh, as it winds down our next sponsor now all the beach players listen to this you know you need something to do with all your prize money might as well go over to pacific coast wealth management hit up our guys over there they can help you out with a retirement portfolio they can put your money in all the right spots they're great guys they know beach volleyball they're the ones who help put on the laguna beach open so hit up our guys at pacific coast wealth management and talk to them about your finances today And last but certainly not least of our sponsors, we have Firefly Recovery. And God bless those guys at Firefly because they are the only reason that my knees are still intact at this point in the season travel you can it, it isn't just a, a pain to travel anymore you can actually recover while you travel you can just strap them on your knees and it moves the blood flow around so you, when you step off the plane you're not all stiff and you don't need a full day or two to get ready to play you are just ready to rock and roll as soon as you step off the plane if you are an office worker you can slap those things on while you're in the office and it'll go i've gotten a lot of messages about firefly and how great they are so give them a try today at firefly recovery and now back to the show
3: and we're back <laughs> after a brief message from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. At least it,
2: we didn't ruin it like Casey Patterson ruined our podcast one time. He literally said, boom. We asked him to say it so we could use it as a drop. Right. And bro. It literally... Sh- he was phoned in. It literally shut down our entire podcast. <laughs> like, we couldn't get back online. We couldn't do anything. It was like, well, that's that was it. We, we had, had, like... Doug Beal was coming on after that. Who's- Hugh. Hugh McCutcheon was coming on after that. We had to call him say, sorry, Hugh, or... Show was over, because Casey Patterson ruined it. He boomed us. Yeah. Wow.
0: I was waiting to see if Boom Baby was still on there, but it's, it's the worst. You'd ask kind
1: of about the stress of doing stuff for Amazon and like yeah. how do I one up myself was what I was going towards. But I remember the point now that Jeremy wrote me before. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. One of the makers I listened to, really experienced guy, I've been doing it for years and years, on and off TV here and there, as a maker uh, of things. So he you know makes art and whatever else. He said, at some point you have to remember you are the master of that object. So whatever you think the object should be, that's what the object is. Yeah. You're the master of it. Don't let it stress you out because it's not going where you thought it might or where it looks like it should. Or whatever. You own that project. Yeah. So same thing here. I I made that stuff. I decide if it's good or not. And sometimes I put it out and people don't like it. The first art piece this year I put out of those black and whites, mm-hmm. I sent it out to some friends and they're like, well, what if you do this? What if you do that? I'm like, No, I just want to know if you like it. I don't care if you want to reorganize it. It's my art. I'm not going to change it. Yes or no. (laughs) Like the emperor. You can just do this. That's all I need. Do you (laughs) have happy thoughts or (laughs) crappy thoughts? (laughs) Yeah. So, So there's more of that for me next year on Amazon. I'll do some other stuff.
0: We'll probably build another hammer. Nice. There's a lighter a sh- hammer. Yeah. Do some shoulder workouts. Kevin's coming in yoked next year for sure. <laughs> one or hammer for the show to one hammer to swing. Yeah.
1: There's a shield coming. Ooh. The shield will be for the defenders. <laughs> I like that. And there'll be an on court promotion for that as well. <laughs> that will <laughs> involve the fans.
3: Every tournament has like a winner of the shield. Yeah. The defense. Best defender. And then best attacker hammer award. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: And this year it was somebody new every week, right? Like if you won it once.
1: Actually, Troy Field got on there twice.
2: Sometimes you deserve it
1: twice.
3: I need to play on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, you <laughs> get, so you can it. get some hammers. <laughs> I haven't had four finishes to my name in four years. Well, you're healthy now. How oh, lame is that? Year? Well, and that's so the reality lame. of the sport, though,
2: because you, you have to go overseas. I hate it.
3: Because yeah. Yeah. AVP is so fun for us, and world tour is so challenging, which obviously we love, but it just sucks i just like to remind people that you went on a
2: Sunday, and two hours later you're on a 12-hour international flight with your knees oh in your chest. Like,
3: the and then these guys who are playing full-time MVP mm-hmm. or just been there for two days, haven't played for three weeks, been playing with the Wilson. Yeah. Yep. Like, and I can't, I can't say it out loud, any of this. I just have to internalize it, show up, beat them, or lose and suck it. <laughs> just remember, you chose to be in Stodd. 100%. I mean, yeah, exactly. Else is yeah, yeah. Want. But you know, we have those stupid thoughts that pop up when you're for sure. But then also if you flip it around, they're like, that other player, they want that, to be there, to be there for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It doesn't make it
2: easier, right? Just because the wear A lot and tear. Of we and have
3: the... uh, bank transfers come in that they would love to have. Uh, 100%. from the national team. And totally. All. So yeah, we can spin it however we want. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. Jake and
0: Taylor did in the last four weeks of the year was insane. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday before... Uh, the Chicago qualifier. They played in a Norseka qualifier with the Moulton. Then they flew to Chicago, won Chicago with a, the old Wilson, what is now the old Wilson. Then they flew like that night from Chicago to Rome to play with the Mikasa in World Tour Finals, took fourth. Then flew from Rome to Hawaii, which is not a short flight, to play with a new Wilson, and won Hawaii. With four different balls and like completely around. What a the world. bunch of jerks. With the Crazy. ball thing, right? I hate them, but yeah. that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> tell yourself that the ball matters?
1: Then the ball matters. If you tell yourself the ball doesn't oh, yeah. matter, the ball doesn't that's matter. A good point. It makes no practicing. difference.
0: Well, that's hilarious. Of before course, before it, they were like, "Oh, they like hit a line shot out. That ball is crazy." <laughs> I'm just like, "Yeah, it must have been it."
2: <laughs> any change, any change, people are gonna freak out about yeah. for sure. When this design of the ball came out, people were freaking out. Yeah. Right, and then a it's week such later, a like minor, a change <laughs> minor change too. Minor change, and I, yeah. haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen the new ball. I haven't touched it. yet, I haven't played with it. Everybody I've talked to said it's basically the same. Ball for the most part as far as like travel right you can see it but like um, just like Kevin said just play with it right but that's also a thing that other professional athletes don't have to deal with when are they playing with if the Lakers in L.A. play with one ball, but when they play the Bulls in Chicago, do they right. play with another ball? Right. They would lose their minds. That's why women's yeah.
1: collision indoors like that.
2: Which is, blows my mind... It's
1: idiotic. Oh, yeah. That
2: the NCAA doesn't have like a, hey, we're it's all weird. playing with this ball, which That's is strange terrible. to
1: me. Right, all different... But, e- but
2: each school... I get some of it to spon- like their sponsorships and all that stuff that go into it, but like each school can decide what ball they want to play with. So, how's that not an advantage to your squad? Totally, yeah. yeah,
1: I know a school that wants to play with the old school Molten balls, like the Molten Pro Touch from the old men's days, just so they're totally unique. Interesting. <laughs> and every time someone comes to their place, they got to play with that other ball. I've always said,
2: I feel like the beach ball is softer than the indoor ball, and shouldn't it be the other way around? Because I feel like the indoor ball it smashes you in the face because people are hitting a lot harder.
1: The, the, the yeah. The one for sure. Did you have the Pro Touch or were they on the Soft Touch by then?
3: I don't remember the names. <laughs> yeah. So Try we just went out. Try was the. It's just straight a ball. I'm going to play. Yeah. I don't know. I just chiseled. Yeah. the block every time <laughs> either way. They're definitely different, but
1: my point with the beach is like we're not talking about such radical differences. Like it's not. It's different manufacturers, but those. It's balls not square are, now. World tour. Yeah.
3: A little, it's pretty different. Like the style, you'll watch the game and yeah. it'll be different. Guys will, Dahlhauser will rip. He doesn't. He does minimal that he has to nowadays. But when I first came out, he would jump serve the Wilson and, and then back go row float attack. Float is what I like to call it. Go float the Mikasa yeah. overseas. Yeah, yeah. Because it it moves different. Yeah. So
1: if you know what the differences are, then you know the difference. Yeah,
3: you got to play to it. I mean, we had Reed on too, and he was talking about when he came out, he had his indoor routines down. You know. He knows his toss, the way he swings, Muscle where the ball's going to go. But now he came to the beach, he's like, but now I'm serving, and I had all these reps on that one court. Now the sand's shallower. It's dug out a little. I'm mm. serving out of a hole. There's wind, and it's a different ball. So like, if I do the exact same serve, it's going to go in the net. Yep. So like, that's something he had to, to I guess, uh, deal with or, or figure out uh, coming out to the beach, which is something like I've been playing beach Basically, my whole life, so I don't really, I never really thought about it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. beach is oh, gonna be a little beaches different. No, the be yeah. Wind is here. I'm in a hole. I'm gonna wrap on top yep. of it a little more or whatever, you know? Uh, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's a willingness
0: to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was playing with the new ball. Like, it didn't really, it's not like anybody was at an advantage. Like, no. So it wasn't was radically ball. different. No. People kept
1: saying it's a little slippery with the paint. Tiny bit. Whatever. It behaved more or less the same. Yeah, a little yeah. more movement on floats. Well,
2: that was probably Good I don't foul. know enough about it, but it was the first run of that ball too, probably. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm sure the next exactly. it'll tighten up a little bit more and be the same. Right. No. Would yeah, would be my guess. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. What? Didn't I don't. But did I
1: consult the players? I
3: actually thought the whole time because <laughs> I've been playing with that splint on my hand, like so, like a third of my hands covered in plastic or a wrap. Yeah. So I was like, I cannot get on top of the ball, but like I never thought about. Ball. I was just thinking it was my hands. Oh, and yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. everything. And then people started talking, and like we were playing Reed. Like he was, everything that came high to me, I just let it go, and it was like six inches out. And I noticed like everyone's serving, and everything was just like sailing a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. Maybe it's not my hand. People talked about that. Yeah, it was it's so
2: also cool. humidity could have had stuff to do with all that Reed stuff. Reed he was like, home sweating.
3: It, too. it was so hot. It was
1: yeah. hot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It on yeah. Sunday. yeah. In yeah. the DJ booth where I'm not moving, Palm sweating just is dripping not good sweat. When you're to yeah. yeah, yeah. When certain players like Hayden or Jeremy Casebear look like they just jumped in the ocean and then immediately onto the court to side
3: out. Oh, Hayden like, looks yeah. like that all the time. True. The That's
2: very true. I have to. Stop. <laughs> Dude,
3: I had a handset all of his passes for a few years coming like, off his soaking anytime, wet platform
2: anytime I got called call for hand, it was that's his weird. fault John, Yeah, something. as you're <laughs> going to handset and you just see it glistening in the sun like, oh. no it's like <laughs> it's spinning and then I'm
3: just getting so, God, <laughs> wetness on my face it's not an
1: exaggeration
2: your all. sweat is in my eye bro oh no,
3: yeah you'll set and then they'll be like moisture john on your glasses in your, in your eyes yeah you'll see like droplets on your glasses uh, awesome. uh, gross. John my gross. first year in the
1: national team with john 97 he we were in puerto rico playing in the norseco event and we had an open air gym it's hot and humid and everything else john took his shirt afterwards and wrung it into a 12 ounce cup yeah it was full
3: so disgusting dude he works out it's my trainer now he introduced <laughs> me to him in the valley which is Ooh, just a shots, desert. Shots fired. Yeah. In a, Suck it, John. In the in a garage, like we've gotten it up. I think it was like a hundred degrees at least in there. Like just doesn't matter what time of year, sweat, yeah. And he's already John Hyden. Like it's gross. That's why you guys have two percent body whole, fat because you just sweat it out the whole <laughs> if time. If he's doing yeah. arm stuff, you cannot be in front of him because like there's sweat coming straight off the it's, fingertips it's and they're like going. A, it's like the Mister Fan. Yeah. No. Just John Hyden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like getting my reps. Like, John, oh. I'm
2: trying to work out over here. Dude, oh, John, hilarious! Literally. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I know well, we have. Uh, yeah.
0: We've kept you boys here for a while. Yeah. Kevin's a talker. Um, that live usually ran long anyway. Oh, so uh, four podcasting kind of all stars yeah. here,
2: so yeah. yeah. Um, We're gonna talk. Sinjin <laughs> well, Smith speaking of running over I meant to say this earlier I don't know Sinjin Smith we're talking about our podcast and your guys too where like you never know how many people are listening Sinjin yeah. we'd have Sinjin on before but we yeah. had him on one time and it was literally like a three hour podcast because yeah. you ask Sinjin just one him. question yeah. and just let him go gone, and you're not right. going to let Sinjin just Sinjin you talk as long and as you and want process. and when you're done yes. then I'll put the next question mm-hmm. I think we probably asked him five questions in <laughs> three hours um, and it's all just great material the mm-hmm. people watching live only got to see an hour and a half because it went overtime, but Sinjin to both of us after that podcast, like he was, you know, he knows us doing us a favor, blah, blah. blah. I was like, wow, like all these people keep coming up to me and saying, Hey, really enjoyed you on the net live. Mm -hmm. So when you think no one is watching or listening, like there are people that don't follow me on social media, never comment on anything, never like anything. I'll see it in an event with our shirt on or say, Hey, love the podcast or people know me because of the podcast more than my DJ career, which is actually my real life. Um, you know, those are things that kept me going on the show and that I loved. And the fact that Sinjin, who is huge in the sport, was like, thought he was just doing us a favor going on some little podcast. And yeah. you know, tons of people are coming up to him and saying, "Hey, really enjoyed it." Like he was like even shocked. He's like, "Well, wow, you guys, you guys have a nice little thing listen going on to here." Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Listen to your show. I thought it was just gonna be <laughs> us. And yeah, so maybe we
3: can get him on then. There you go. Now that you like prepped him for us. Well, I think it's up to you
1: guys. I mean, you you guys have to carry the torch. We're done. So. All right. You know, you guys and coach your brains out. You might have to start talking about indoor a little bit.
2: If we got well, all phew. three of those podcasts together yeah, on one podcast, like would
1: yeah, don't cross the street. Yeah, would we
2: be in the upside down all of a sudden?
3: Yes. Like, how does <laughs> yes. how does that work? <laughs> if someone can yeah. sit on the. Crate, crate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and, right, uh, yeah, yeah. Back here, someone can stand.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. It's important. It's important for the sport that there's chatter out there, and and I've been glad for years that other people have started podcasts about volleyball. I've never mm. viewed it as competition. I viewed it as. Yeah, we need that. This sport yeah. needs that. It's important for folks to have an opportunity to hear from the people who are doing it now.
2: Yes, but if there are more podcasts, that means there's hunger out there for more information, totally. which is great
0: for yeah. the sport. Yeah, for sure.
3: And and depending on who's hosting and asking the questions, and you know, we we all have it's it's all different. I topics. think all and everybody's I, bringing something different. Stuff to the that table. comes out of my mouth is just gonna be unique no matter what but people want to hear versus like this guy who's way more intelligent and like well-spoken but people want to hear directly from players too without like them coming on and like being interviewed directly the
2: fact that you're a player hosting Mm -hmm. a podcast is its own uniqueness Mm -hmm. compared to just hey april you come on our show and let's just talk of course yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. well you were asking earlier about the jump between things i mean you doing this is just one one way to acquire some skills Mm -hmm. i have a meeting today and then different meeting tomorrow that relates to a product that i did right out of volleyball that was a failure in terms of sales mm-hmm. wasn't a failure in terms of what i gained in knowledge about manufacturing i mean i went to china and had the thing made and all this stuff that i did totally comes around in some other way and it, it's not always money lost wherever you are or time lost wherever you are if some part of that Leads somewhere else, which it always does. Okay? Mm-hmm. Part of that educates you for something else, makes you valuable yeah. somewhere else.
3: If I hadn't jumped on the live stream, I probably wouldn't have thought that I'd be half decent at hosting a podcast, right? Yeah, you just never know idea, what those opportunities are. Yeah,
2: like when I've, I never, when people ask him, like, oh, are you? more of a beach fan now. Like I'm more of an indoor fan now just from the show right. Right. because that's where Kevin and Reed came from mm-hmm. and people we've had on the show and been able to interview and things like that. So I know the game more because I grew up just watching beach um, and it's taken us to meet like friends I don't have for the rest of my life. Like We play sitting volleyball with some of our sitting national team mm-hmm. members that I never would have right. done if it wasn't for this show. Right. So like those are things that I'll take with me forever that I'm, I mean, I could. I you know, always, Nicole laughs at me, my wife, that I have gold medalist numbers in my phone, but that's all because of yeah. the podcast, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, what gold medalist text you today? I was like, oh, it's not game. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> just my thing. Well, that's a good point. They're just people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, yeah. They're just people. No mm-hmm. matter what they've done, they're just, fo- they're just some other person. Yeah. My whole game with the Olympics is I'll go up and talk to anybody. Not well, even at the hey, Olympics. Kevin go. will talk to Kevin anybody. Nice to Kevin will talk to
2: anybody, period. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't, wow. not, yeah.
1: I got caught at a desk. I turned around, there was Carl Lewis at the USA house. I was like, oh, Carl Lewis. Hey, Kevin Barnett. I a volleyball. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you about Ben Johnson. So, <laughs> so Charles Barkley. Advice. You and Charles are BFFs now? Me and know? Charles. I met Charles in a restaurant. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was in Atlanta for Supercross. Yeah. And my wife happened to come that weekend and Charles is at this restaurant that The Optimist. Great place, by the way. And, uh, He's, he's eating dinner, I'm eating dinner. I'm not going to bother him. Whatever I see him there. While I go to walk out, he's holding court in the lobby. Just him and like eight people, random folks. Hanging. Yeah. He's just holding court. And so I told my wife, and he got up to go to the bathroom or something. And I was like, hey, look busy for a minute or something. We're going to hang out here until Charles comes back. Really? I go, yeah. Charles comes back. I'm like, hey, Charles Barkley, man, we're in the same business. Pleasure to meet you, Kevin Barnett. You know? and, uh, and he says, man, you're in this business? keep stealing that money. Man. Keep stealing that money. But I had a conversation with him, took a picture. It was fun. You know. It was yeah. just another person. And yeah. I don't need to interrupt their dinner, but if you're in the lobby just chilling, I see your fair game there. Charles Barkley so was like... at a
3: Supercross event?
1: No, no. He was at dinner the same place I was oh, at, got dinner, in the city that I was in at. The city, yeah. You'd be amazed to come to Supercross though. Randy I've been Johnson. dying
3: to go, dude. My my agent is uh, represents some of the biggest athletes. I say doesn't monster, monster sponsor some now. of those things. You so. have
1: to come once. Even if you're not into go, it, absolutely. you gotta show up once. It's a fantastic show.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I truly traveled with the circus. It's 17 races. You were on, You were
3: in that. World? I didn't race. Oh. I did the broadcast. I did. Their oh god! I got, got it. Got it. Every
1: week, somebody ha- they all have to qualify every week. Even the top guy has to lay down a qualifying time. I hosted the qualifying show. So we interview these guys. You track walk, and I mean, I was a part of the circus for three years. It was Dude, a lot. I need to
3: get down there. I got the end, too. It's
1: super fun. Yeah, get your guy to get you tickets
3: so the
2: moral of the story is keep to. doing the podcast you too will meet Charles Barkley and go to <laughs> yeah, the he right.
3: better be there yeah. yeah oh yeah
0: we have our uh, our final question that we ask every guest if you uh, had to give one piece of advice to an up and coming beach volleyball player or indoor volleyball player whatever it may be or DJ or DJ yeah. or podcaster <laughs> or broadcaster what would that piece of advice be
2: I'll let Kevin go first because now i got to think about that answer
0: all right, I kind of back to what I said
1: earlier about you chose to be there. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, if you're dedicated to the process, you'll find your space. So if you're a beach volleyball player, you never get past the qualifier, but you want to be a part of the community, you'll find some way to do that. If you end up working on the TV show or you end up working for the A V P or maybe you end up with USC volleyball or whatever it may be. <laughs> you may find yourself working for volleyball mag, whatever it may be. If you're all in, you'll find some level of whatever that is either natural talent because natural talent is one thing also work is another thing and serendipity is a third factor whatever that is you'll find yourself in that industry if if you want to be there love it
2: yeah and you can only control what you can control but those things will create opportunities for you yeah um I can't control when it rains and having to cover my DJ equipment with tarp and that sucks to DJ when I can't see anything. Like but if the players are playing I'm still gonna do that. So right. it's either I can complain about it or we just have to deal with it and go through it, right? So there's only certain things under my control and if I am comfortable with that and then create other opportunities from that, you know, who knows what doors will be open. Yeah. I didn't know I'd when I the AVP was offered to me in the way of, hey, I know somebody that needs a DJ for some volleyball thing. That's how the AVP
1: was presented to me. Didn't say anything <laughs> about being the AVP.
2: I was like, oh, somebody's backyard barbecue, right? right? Yeah. And then it turns into the AVP. So you just never know what those opportunities are going to yeah.
1: be. Yeah. If you want to put it on a chalkboard, bring value. Yep. Well,
3: Whatever right, you're doing. Right. Let's do it.
1: Bring Let's do value where you're at. We need to get chalk, but we will get it up there. Yeah. That's why <laughs> <nothing really laughs> because well, you just tell people, bring value. Bring value. Yep won't always make you indispensable, but it'll, it'll make people happy that you're there. Love and have fun while you're there, for crying out loud. Heck yeah. We're just trying to have fun on the Amazon yeah. broadcast. Because yeah. you have to. I mean, I'm here all day. not going to be miserable all day. Yeah. Not anymore. Just go out and have a good yeah. time. Yeah,
2: but that's yeah. their choice, right? You can choose to be miserable, which is going to sure. suck, or you can choose to make the best of that situation.
1: And the hardest part of that was Hawaii, like of all year. Even Austin. Austin Sunday was <laughs> brutal. That was really rough. I think Hawaii might have been worse. Hawaii was hot. So hot. I mean, <laughs> both of them. They hot. might be equally bad. I don't know. That's and probably, there was no breeze. There if, was no breeze. Yeah, no day.
3: breeze. Well, first of all, mine, <laughs> the crab's moms, our moms are paddling across the channel. Yeah. 40 miles and just dead still wind. Dead. Yeah. Ugh. So that made it me complain a little less. Yeah. Right there, right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we're
1: all you're all suffering the same thing. Yeah. 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 So why bitch? But you can be funny about it with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that Hawaii better is so they just jump in the water at the end, final. Right. yeah, That's but what it's kept me going
3: like, through that whole day. But like, you guys are up in the booth the whole time like staring at the water, too. Like, yeah. Oh, I could just be <laughs> floating in that <laughs> crystal blue water. I could quit yeah. my job right now and be right there. It would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 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 Can I have
2: thanks a remote DJ from the yeah. floating? You could.
0: Nah, next yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate you guys coming in. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah, it, was it was fun. fun. Thanks yeah, for uh, thanks leading up the Net Live for so long. Yeah. It was awesome.
3: Leading the way for us. Bring value
0: first. Do we have a torch we can pass? We have an yeah, I was thinking
3: like, just... um, we got... here you go, try. Oh, yeah,
4: nice.
2: you go. Congratulations! It's yours. It's really hot though, since it's blue.
1: It's awesome. so you know yeah, the flame is... Hydro, by yeah. the way. Uh, blue ice, my favorite. Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, thanks Perfect. guys, and congrats, ten years. That's pretty impressive. We okay. didn't expect to do one year really. We we're just kind of coming up on it. All right. Awesome. Keep plugging. Yeah. catching you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Shoots, boys. Shoots. 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 <laughs> Had to.